the corner boys They're just troublemakers And the sailors are all fools Seems like some things around here Will never change Oh, and it's always good for business We'll be seeing you around Cause then is back Battle Tanks was fucked up. Battle is it fucked up? Bill? Battle Tanks, the plot of Battle Tanks Explain was like somehow like like ninety nine percent of the world's women are dead. Bill, you need to stop eating candy when we record the podcast. Oh, that was, I was unwrapping this. I forgot that we're recording right now. I was. I was unwrapping this idea of creating candy stockpile. I was listening to nibble on. I was listening to one of our podcasts and you opened a Coke. And you wanted to brace it, don't you even? It was like it was like you had stuck shotgun. an ice pick in my ear. It was so awful. Um, yeah, that's right, Bill. Shamefully hold your hands under the table. I thought you were the church, watching <laughs> watching the game on my Watchmen at church. Um, no, but no, no, no. Battle tanks was ninety five percent of the world's women are dead, mm-hmm. and you're fighting over like the like the three thousand women in the world that are left. Seriously, and women are kind of like used as like capture the flags and stuff. Wow. It is but it's great. My favorite team to play as was a bunch of pissed off women. We're like, fuck you guys. We're going to capture women for ourselves. I don't know if yes. they're lesbians or what. But yeah. Well, they could just be feminists. They could. <laughs> you mean nice feminists? <laughs> they could only want to capture the only remaining females on earth to, to talk make to. out with them. <laughs> of course, Bill. Um... But yeah, uh-huh. that out game was great because you, you could, like one of the weapons you can get in the map, you know, like the 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 death match was a yeah. nuclear bomb that just just killed everyone, nice, including yourself. That I game got was the most hilarious. excited email from one of my coworkers the other day. He yeah. emailed me at one thirty in the morning because he had done that in Modern Warfare. He was playing. Oh, Modern that's right, because you can kill like thirty people 20, in a row. He made twenty five. He had a twenty five kill streak, so he was able to nuke the entire thing. He was so excited. That's rare that happens. Yeah. And he only he knew that only myself and my wife, of all the people he knows, only we would be impressed by his accomplishment and congratulate him. So he emailed us immediately. Oh, who is this? It's my coworker Nigel. Oh, Nigel. Really you have cute. a coworker named Nigel. Now? I do. Does he watch the Olympics? No, and I don't get the joke. Because he's Nigel. It's like a British name. Now you never heard and of that? only Brits people from Britain email us to say yes. Do you know anyone from named Nigel in London? I know four Nigels. Nigel. I know four Nigels. Four. They must be expats, or the parents must <laughs> one, be expats. One, one is an expat. Nigel. Nigel has no British relations whatsoever. Sometimes, Bill, people read books. I'm just saying, Battle Tanks really was fantastically sexist. Anyway, everybody, it's the Boy yeah, Honey podcast. One, you were the one talking about how everyone loves tank games. Well, no, I was just. Uh, what? This is the boy. Annie doesn't want to say it. I will. Bill, the this is the boy. How do you Don't even. You are a terrible one. This is the boy. You know, Bill, thanks for watching. Be me back. Welcome Bill. back. Oh, I, I've got a nice music selection for you, though. Yes. It's going to be nice. You'll, you'll enjoy it when you listen to the podcast. Uh-huh. Welcome to that back to the podcast. Annie was away. Can you now say that you were away on vacation last so week? So before I left for vacation, I read this thing online that gave me a weird panic attack. It's like, hey, yeah, you, you know what? When you go on vacation, maybe don't say on the internet that you're going on vacation. No, that's that's probably a good idea. You should have told me that because you, for the last two weeks, you're like, Billy, you got to make sure on the podcast you don't mention specifically I'm going on vacation. You yeah. can say that I'm going away for a week. Yeah. Just don't tell people why. Yeah. And so when we were talking about like, oh, Annie's going away to 
Jerusalem next week. Oh, Bill. Uh, Andy's just gonna stay home and play Mass Effect all week. She's gotta play Assassin's Such Creed. A no, <laughs> I'm not criticizing. Subterfuge. That's what I'm saying. You have no levels beyond Bill Mudrin. There is no subtext. There is nothing. There are no hidden feelings. Sometimes I'll talk to Bill and I'll be like, "Hey, Bill, we should do a podcast on guilty pleasures." He goes, "What's a guilty pleasure?" <laughs> there is uh, no Bill. No! Just is uh, Bill, Bill Mudrin. Uh, all surface. That's the title of my autobiography. That's me and a windbreaker on a yacht. 100%. With bikini babes that I have rescued from the Battle Tanks people. Of course, of course. Because you're a good feminist slash lesbian. Look, now like unwrapping all these Star Wars candies, now I have like a cool candy colored snake I can eat. Star Wars is a candy that you can easily swallow quickly, not gum up your mouth and make weird noises. I am going to have to save these for the end of the podcast while I'm editing the podcast. Good There's only one order in this. Anyway, so yeah, so this is the podcast for, wait, Saturday... We're we'll recording on Friday. What's tomorrow's date? The fourth. Man, August fourth, two thousand eight. It will be the fourth. Yes. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. That's correct. And that was a good year. Uh, I cannot remember two thousand eight. What happened? What did happen? Some Xbox games came out. We like. <laughs> That's right. Someone got elected. Um. Anyway, no, I did go to San Francisco. Oh, that was four years ago. That's when Obama got elected. That's, That's when right. he caused the gay... Obama Hussein. That's when he caused this gay chicken fillet <laughs> thing to happen. <laughs> What do you think? You Can being... I talk about my vacation a little bit? Oh, yes! The subject vacation. that you talked to me about? Your vacation was burning down Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> right, no. No, um, my... Uh, All over the Pacific Northwest. I have not seen my little baby sister outside of a funeral for two years. Yeah. So, um... Oh, that's right. I forgot about the... Yeah. Yeah. So, we, um... She has come up to visit me. I have gone down to visit her. Um, so we decided that this time we would just meet somewhere. Yeah. And have vacation. So we met in San Francisco. Had a well, time. we live in Portland. You drove down to San Francisco. Yeah, right? I drove to San Francisco with my wife. It was a well, lot that's of fun. Not a, that's not a nothing drive. It was 11 that's hours down. Jeez. And I did not think about this. It was 11 hours that culminated in trying to find parking in what? San Francisco. I did not know that was parking... Was your hotel just down t- down downtown with no my, valet my, parking? Or? Well, here's the thing. I didn't want to pay $70 a night for valet parking. Oh, I forgot about that. And I didn't think... And they think... didn't have like a drive yourself, like park yourself uh, parking garage? Oh, we in... had to like go out of our way to find... I didn't know. Parking in downtown San Francisco is a joke. Any any big city like that. Like anything bigger than Portland or anything like that, that's when... I just assume Even Seattle can be garages, fucked up. There's yes. like something... Going up, up, when we went to PAX last year, parking... Yeah. Was well, I had to bite the bullet. We what spent like forty dollars a night for parking there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I foolishly was like, I'm not gonna pay for valley parking. So we get there and I'm like, fuck this, I'm gonna pay for valley parking. <laughs> we park into our parking. I go in. And they're like, oh, well, you'd have to cancel your existing reservation and what? get a new reservation that includes valley what parking. What hotel was this or what chain? I stayed at the Intercontinental Mark Hopkins. Which I chose because I had good reviews. My sister wanted to stay in a fancy hotel. This is going to be our fancy vacation. So she was like, let's stay at the Ritz-Carlton. I'm like, fuck no. I'm not going to spend. I could not look at it. We were buying, like, rent, getting these rooms, like, six months ahead of time. It was $500 a night. Wow. And I'm like, uh-uh, big girl. No, ma'am. So we stayed at the Mark Hopkins, which is much more reasonably priced. Still a nice hotel. Turns out, did not plan it this way. Has the best views in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And Views um, of what? The city. What do you it's see? Right down downtown San Francisco. San Francisco. Pretty. I've been to San Francisco. Yeah. I was never in a building high enough. It's a enough beautiful to town. Warrant a view. I was fifteen floors up. It I kept beautiful. up screaming about where Starfleet Academy, where Starfleet Academy, and no one. <sighs> did you go see Pixar? No, I did. When I drove by Emeryville, I was like, Hey, here. I did consider tracking down where Double Fine offices were and bringing them donuts. You could have found because all because he's always like everyone from Double Fine is like, oh yeah, the Krispy Kreme across the street, which is also right next to the UPS place. You could have triangulated very easily. <laughs> just people tweeting about where Double Pretty Fine much. is. Yeah. You know? 
No, really, I just hung out with my sister. We went to the Legion of Honor. So my little what sister. What the hell is that? You guys were posting oh, tons man. of pics. The Legion of Honor is this beautiful museum. It is just a beautiful building, and then it has amazing connection collection of. It focuses on European art from the 1400s on. Oh really? And it pretty much they cut off around the 1920s. Is it a small 20s. place? It's a pretty damn. There were 18 galleries that we walked Jesus through. Jesus Christ. So I mean, it was a good, but it was it was a night. It was a very well curated museum with an excellent collection. Um, big enough to be substantial, but small enough that you could take it in within yeah. a couple hours. So it was a really good time. What's great is that my sister works in a museum. And so when I, we were talking about this plan, she's like, nope, no museums. Not a museum. Don't want to go to any museums. So well, I got there the a day museum early. she works in is kind of very specific. Well, she she's just like, period. Don't yeah. want to deal with any museums. She's like, don't want to. So I get there a day early from her. And I text her and like, this museum is beautiful. I did two things. I went to it's the Legion bad. of Honor. It's not bad. It won't give you cancer. Exactly. I went to the Legion of Honor and I went to Good Vibrations. Those are the two things I did because I'm like, Katie won't want to do this. You went to Good Vibrations? Yeah. Of course I went to Good Vibrations. You know what, though? You went to Annie Maloney, went to Good Vibrations. Bill, the I store. Go, Bill, I go to sex shops. Do you? Yes. I had no idea. Yes. I have been to all the pro lady sex Maybe you have evolved into a true Pokemon. The <laughs> eldest, most mature Pokemon. It's, I've been going for a couple of years, Bill. I know. Which one do you go in town in here in Portland? I used to go to... Do you go to the one that's in a house? I did once or twice. Uh, uh, what was that? That was It's Her Pleasure. Yeah, that's it. And they went out of business, actually. Yeah. They went out of business a year ago, I want to say. I went so to Maria Portland's... Bamford once. She was like, Bill, can you go take... Can... I, I can't uh, go no, this, sex shop toy shopping by myself. Bill. I don't know. And I she was in show. town. I go to Shebop, which is up on Mississippi. Oh, okay. And they are... The thing is, is though, Shebop has really spoiled me because Shebop is... So is It's Her Pleasure, but it's pro-lady, very lady-centric. They have, like, a cute little collection of antique vibrators. Good vibrations That you want to buy? No, no, no. They're antique vibrators. They're not for sale. Just for display. I was going to say. Who the hell... The Good Vibrations I <laughs> did have an antique vibrator museum, yeah. which was pretty great. But the thing is, I walked in, I was like, oh, pro-lady. Hmm. Yeah, antique vibrators. It's called good. It's called cheap off Sun Street for me. Oh. It's a great well, that, shop. Well, that shows how I'm well Portland stocked is exactly. for some things like that. Yeah, exactly. I'm just spoiled by Portland. That's was all was good vibrations to. like super expensive? No, I mean sex stuff. Well, I figure cheap. within San Francisco, well, same. good vibrations is so known though. Yeah, that it seems to be kind of like it's MSRP. Can... You know? Oh, okay, that's not yeah. too bad. Oh, so, okay, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it was a great shop. I liked it. And people there were really nice, and um, but yeah, I'm just it's funny. I'm just spoiled. I was like. You buy anything? No, I have everything I want. <laughs> I can just see like lady at the shop, like, oh, can I help you with it? He's like, I know, I got, I'm all fucked up. <laughs> I just came in. It was hot outside. I just need some shave. I, some... Just, I just want to see what kind of fucked up double ended dogs you got here in this fucking That's city. That's right, Bill. Yeah. No, so it's, I was just like, I want to go to get vibrations. It wasn't far from the hotel. Just walked. However, here's the thing. I look at the map. I'm like, oh, it's eight blocks. Let's walk. I did not know. Big city blocks. Not, no, 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 no. What? That was not it. I did not know that Knob Hill is literally the hill. Oh, part. I we're going to San Francisco. I yeah. literally, I was literally on the top of the hill. Did you not play hill. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? <laughs> no, I did not. I could have helped you out with that. That's my problem. So I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. It's eight blocks. No big deal. And the block, it's not that the blocks are substantial. It's that it's fucking San Francisco. You buy me a sex And it's up and down. You buy me a sex toy? And down. No, Bill. Like anything was like, they didn't have like a French tickler with like a goblin face This vacation face was like so that. goddamn expressed expensive i did not buy anyone no treats yeah. i bought one friend one present how was the cartoon was art like, museum i did not go it was, oh, too far. No! it was like 12 blocks away and i was like fuck that i'm not well walking. you were gonna drive 
No, we parked our car. Par- you cannot park anywhere in San Francisco. Oh. What's the point of parking? We drove to the Legion of Honor, and there was parking there because it's like in a park. Did you hear about the BART system in San Francisco? It's like overloaded with human feces. Why don't you take BART? <laughs> I took. Did the... you see that article right before you left? No. About how? No, yeah, like parts of the the BART system are breaking down because so many hobos shit. Oh God! In like the elevators and stuff Dear like Lord. that. But like the elevators and the BART system, some of them are breaking down just from sheer tear and wear. Of having shit all over the place. Wow. And this is like like a week before you left. I thought you'd seen that. Otherwise, no. I would have joked with you with the, about no. it before you left. Oh, okay. No, the only public transit I took was the streetcar. I took the streetcar down to the Fisherman's Wharf and looked at the sea lions. <laughs> and, did you stop um, by the uh, rice factory? No, I did. However, I did stop by one. I almost got you a present, but I was too shit broke. Oh, I was teasing you about present stuff. Well, I, just I you almost that you got you a, um, a, a Jake the Dog hat. At a at a gift shop that was down. It was like, like thirty dollar Jake the Duck. Yeah, and I'm like, and it, that vacation was so goddamn expensive. I was like, nope. Man, last night I was bumming around on Amazon.com and I saw they have uh, fin hats for twenty bucks. Yeah. So as Amazon with Amazon Prime shipping, free yeah. shipping, like it'll arrive like tomorrow. Oh, you was, bought, you did it? No, I was so tempting because I was like, man, I could spend the weekend wearing a fin hat watching oh, Adventure Bill. Time. Oh, I was Bill. like, you know what? I need to pay taxes. I need to. Get I stuff. cannot wait for next week's Adventure Time. So, on our last I'm vacation, catching up, because I'm still in the second season. Next week's Adventure Time is called Bemo Noir. Oh, I saw the, like, the, 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 the... the... I'm so excited. I, what's I guess the it's actually test? airing tonight. It's airing tonight, I guess. Oh, goddamn. So, yeah, no, so we went to San Francisco, had a great time, met my little sister. My little sister got proposed to by her boyfriend of six years, which is uh-huh. really great. The best part is that, literally, we, we went to dinner, and all during dinner, she was giving him shit about the fact that they weren't married yet. Because she's like, I've broken all my... Do it, Bill. Do it. Do it. Do it. You motherfucker. What? It's only getting right next to the mic. No, go ahead. Anyway, so we went to dinner. settling in for the story. We went into dinner, and my sister was giving him shit the whole night. She about... had no idea what was about to happen. No, no. Well, because they've been together for six years. Yeah. And they both, like, he was in the Marine Reserves, and they were both in school. And so she had said her rule was, she was like, we're not going to get engaged until we're both done with school, and mm-hmm. we're kind of settled. So if we have to do anything, you know, we're not going to be tying each other down or anything like that. So now they're out of school. They both have their jobs. They moved in together. And she's giving him shit because she's like, I already broke my rule. I moved in you and you were not married. Blah, blah, blah. Your parents don't care about, like, you know, their their lady friends, their my daughters moving in with. parents are loving, kind people. Okay. And if we went to them and said, I'm going to chop off my arm because I feel like it, and here's why, if we can make a compelling reason, they're never going to tell us no. Okay. My parents are not that sort of people. They're not going to impose... They will share their feelings if they have concerns, but they are, would never be so... Well, they would never do anything like that. Both you and Foley and and and, and, and uh, Katie and her, her buddy, mm-hmm. uh, her they've buddy. been dating each other for so long. Yeah. That, See, that's uh, the thing. I don't know if I'm allowed to say Carson's name. There's Carson. all these labyrinthine rules about what, what <laughs> Dear information Lord, about Andy's Bill. family I can divulge. His name is Carson Butts. He works at a company called Cactus Cactus Juice. They sell a product called Cactus Juice that is a 100% natural bug repellent product without what? any sort of DEET or anything like that in it. Uh-huh. No chemicals, just cactus juice. Oh, that's juice. good, Texas. Isn't it, though? Yeah. So, well. there. I give you a lot of Okay, so yeah, well, 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 both of you guys have been dating your significant others for yeah. a long time, so it's not like yeah. that scandalous that you guys have been together. Yeah. Know? So, he, um, and it's not fully nice, it's not like we could get married, even. So, I'm like, we're engaged, we're, we're married. You did not buy them a happy engagement gift from good vibrations you didn't do the bill thing well that was the thing i did well a <laughs> so i had to take a step back bill as an engagement present 
got us the nastiest, <laughs> like nastiest, most petroleum reeking double ended dong. We're hitting her lady. <sighs> And we got a big ass semen. I am so I'm still mad at you about that. That was a dick move, Bill. That that shot was awesome. And it's great because it's obviously if for no other reason than it was the cheapest. Now, if I put that anywhere <laughs> near my body, do you know what diseases I would you get? You smell the plastic through like the the, the, the packaging. It, it, if I if I put it if I put rested it on any surface, it would soak up all the filth the from that surface. The whole idea is that it's a double-ended dog. Nothing you would ever use or anything like that. If I actually bought you guys an actual sex toy, I expected you guys to do. What should I do with it, Bill? I, didn't I tell you this? My whole idea is that you put it on a fucking plaque. For no reason, you put like you put a sign above it that says like Larry, or some kind of <laughs> ridiculous identifying thing. Still mad at like, you about like, that. Kind of like you hunted in the forest. What's funny is that I told so I go to the Legion of Honor and Good Vibrations, oh. and I text my sister. I'm like, "Hey, the Legion of Honor, it's beautiful." And she texts me back. She goes, "But I want to go there." Don't. And like, and then I tell her later, I'm like, "Oh, we went to Good Vibrations." She's like, oh, what? I've never been because in Texas, the only sex shops that are down there oh, are yeah, yeah, skeezy, yeah. nasty little ones are on the edge of town. Are they, they more for guys proper. than? Oh yeah, yeah. Like there will always be it's a quote, more like porn shops, bridal sex shops. party section, yeah. but that's even those are questionable. And that's it's again, it's joke shit. It's where you get a double headed dog. It's like Spencer's you know, gifts. Yeah. yeah. So I am. I, I do kind of have regrets. I'm like, why didn't we went back to Legion of Honor and had a great time? But I'm like, I should. How taken could you have anticipated that though? You yeah. take your little sister yeah. to a sex shop. I would have walked her, but it was eight blocks up and downhill. <laughs> that walk almost killed me. I, my poor wife has bad it's knees that steep. and plantar fasciitis, and which just means her her legs just kind of kill. It's not that steep. It's only like a ninety degree. <laughs> it is literally. Fuck sand. I know because I've been in San Francisco. And I, yeah. like, I'm I'm a hell of a lot bigger than you are, and I've yeah. gone up and down those hills, Man. and just like my fucking head almost exploded. Yeah, I'm bummed that you didn't see the cartoon arc because I think they have a crazy. What the hell is their exhibit? I now? was not interested in the exhibits that were there. Oh yeah. No. So what else did you do? You went to Monterey. No, we went to Monterey. Fascinating Bay. podcast. What happened? What vacation? Where are your photos at? <laughs> no, I did want to go to the cartoon art museum, but I wasn't really. I wasn't familiar with the artists that are in the exhibits right now. I'm just checking to see what the exhibits are. Fascinating radio. So yeah, so how was the aquarium? I'm eating candy now, because you provide me with one. Robot. Darth Vader and Son? What the hell is this? Well, that's Jeffrey Brown's book. Oh, that's 60 Years of Mad Magazine, but you don't care about Mad Magazine. No. I did when I was 12. I should have snuck in the trunk of your car. (laughs) And I could have bought everyone double-ended dildos, quality double-ended dildos, with, like, parts that move and light up. And I could have uh, <laughs> snuck in and treated myself. They have Avengers comic. Yeah, no, this is not. I mean, I love, I, you know. And those are, no, Bill, those, aren't, those aren't current exhibi- exhibits. Oh, this is Those stuff? are previous and upcoming exhibit exhibits. Oh. Exhibits. Oh, whatever. Who gives a shit? Anyway, no, I, um, so we went down to San Francisco. My sister, we were only there for, like, three days. Yeah. No, and, you were uh, out of town for, what, less than a week? Well, I, because we drove down. The drive was a day. Yeah. Um, we met down there. We had a day early. Um, my sister came in. We just kind of fucked around. We went to, like I said, we went down to Fisherman's Wharf. We looked in some of the boats down there, which is very cool. Huh. Um, and uh, we went to the Musée, Musée Mechanique, which is all um, arcade games, but like old arcade games. Yeah, like old mechanical games. Yeah. yeah. So like they even had some of the, the old like video machines, like not video machines, but you know what I mean? Like the, the, the flip picture, book the flip machines, books or yeah. things. They had like oh, what I love are the old that where they'd have basically vignettes and you'd put a quarter in and then everything would start moving. Yeah, my favorite one that was called the old trail, and it was just a broken down wagon, 
And if you put a quarter in it, this fan would operate and make everything kind of billow in the, in the breeze. And I was, and I, I was the fool who stuck my quarter in it because I'm like, what the hell is this gonna do? Oh, the entertainment from like 1905. Exactly. Yeah. The best that part was a quarter. Is, it was a quarter. Um, the best part is that uh, my sister went up to one that was a um a triple X show. It was like one of the flip machines. Your sister was on a tear this vacation. Well, it was great. Yeah. So she looks at it and she was really disappointed because she was like, <laughs> it was just a man and a woman having an argument. And then she started beating him up, but they replaced him with a dummy. So she's just beating the shit out of him. And there wasn't, it, it wasn't sexy. And I'm like, baby girl, back in 1925. That was, that was practically snuff porn right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So no, it was it was a fun Aww. trip, and yeah, my my wife grew up in the area, and she loves the Monterey Bay Aquarium. That is her favorite aquarium in the world. Mm-hmm. So um, I on saw the that way like out, it's got a huge like immersive shark tank that you could walk yeah. through. Yeah, um, not or much. past, but it's like a big it's like huge. it's a giant wall of it's fish. It's the only um uh uh shark tank in the states that can hold hold a great white shark. Yeah. They did not have one when we went, but they had a couple, They had a bunch of other sharks. Well, I mean, they they only keep them there for a little while, and then they put them. Oh, back. I know. I just picture that they just keep on dying. No, Bill. It's like a, it's like a kid who can't take care of his guppy fish. No, Bill. That he won at the carnival. It was mm. a lot of fun, and we spent. We then spent the next day in Monterey, and I did not know that everything in Monterey is closed on Mondays. What? Mondays? I do not know. Everything in Monterey is closed on Mondays. Did you know that the Republican nomination dude for the American? Politics is a Mormon. Are you talking about Mitt Mil- Romney? Romney? Yeah. What's his name? Do you not know? Do you not know that? He that sounds him? like a goddamn pod racer. What? <laughs> Does sound like a pod racer. Mitt Romney. Is it Mitt Romney? <laughs> I think it's it's Milt 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 Rom- 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 We don't even know. Don't tell me he's he's a. Uh... Do you really not know that? That's been no! like in the news cycle. Everyone assumed he wouldn't back in the day that he wouldn't he couldn't become their nominee because he was a he, I keep on forgetting about it because I'll see pictures of him and, he, and like Dylan and I were talking about this. He looks like a bad guy from like a shitty superhero movie or like or like a Michael Bay movie from 20 years ago. He does. Where he looks just like so generic with white temples. He looks like generic president from like a fucking a skit or something. He's literally the opposite of Barack Obama. Yeah. He's got absolutely no personality and I guess he doesn't pay his taxes or something. Well, he's like any rich dude. He figures a way around. Why did I simply bring this up? I don't know, Bill. Actually, no, I've not had enough Coke yet. What? That's it. So So why did you go to... uh... No, you were talking about the Shark Tank. Yeah. So we went to Monterey Bay. It was Why a lovely time. California and San Francisco as opposed to anywhere else in the country? Well, we were talking about all these different places. My thing is, I wanted a place I could drive to, because I wanted to take a road trip. You're not going to go to Vancouver or Seattle or no. anything. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's so, really, that kind of limits your options. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. So yeah, yeah we were like talking about, well, maybe, because all the places that they came up with, like, we were, they're talking about Chicago. There are people I want to see in Chicago, and I would like to go see some museums. Oh, yeah. And some salvage shops. Steve but I, Knights. You know, exactly. But, um, and we were talking about, like, um... L.A.? No. You don't want to ever go to L.A.? Well, my, my, uh... I would to go to L.A. I would like to go to L.A., but I'm not going to take my little sister and my brother-in-law who loves brew pubs there. Wow. You know, it's like... Yeah. Because basically, we need to go someplace. I wanted to go to museums, and so did my wife. Katie wanted to go somewhere where they were shopping, and Carson wanted to go to brew pubs. That's all, yeah, no, so San Francisco was a pretty good uh, confluence of all that. So it was a really good time. I had a great time. It was a good trip. Do they have museums in L.A.? Yes. L.A. seems like such a culturally bankrupt place. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, they might have, like, Hollywood movie, like uh, museums and shit like yeah. that, but yeah. The best part was, I love road trips, and my wife learned, she was like, like okay, I see how this is awesome. On the drive down, we listened to Mindy, Kaling, Mindy Kaling's book on audiobook, um, mm-hmm. Why Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me, which is great. Or, excuse me, Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? It's a great book, and her reading is fantastic. And then we we just talked the rest of the way. 
And then on the way back up, we read, uh, we heard Tina Fey's audiobook, Bossy Pants. Yeah. It was just a great time. It was really awesome. Oh. It was a good drive, too. It's a beautiful drive. How much of the Olympics did you watch while you're on the road? Actually, quite a bit. Um, yeah, because on... every night you guys kept on tweeting about, like, oh, no, we're gonna, we're back in the hotel room. Now we're watching t- ladies being sexy. What was really funny was that um, on Saturday night, um, we actually met with um, my wife's first ever girlfriend. We met up with her and another girl that she, they both went to high school with. And we hung out, and we had proposed, because everything was so goddamn expensive. I was like, look, room service is actually equally expensive as everything else in the area. Let's order pizza and watch the Olympics. And they were like, no, we don't want to... And I can understand. It is kind of weird to say, come to my hotel room for my girlfriend with my... You know. For our sex pizza, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And watch my butt Olympics. No, so... um, (laughs) We just came back from good vibrations. (laughs) That's right. We got a six-pack. It's all good, everybody. No, so... um, (laughs) We, uh... uh, We went to... (laughs) Mission accomplished. So we went out to some restaurant, and on the way back, um, we were walking down the street, and we were going to go out to drinks, and we um, we walked by someone's house, and they had on their big screen TV the, the men swimming, mm-hmm. and um, we were totally just transfixed by it. Like, oh my god, go go Men swimming? Yeah. Well, that was what was on, Bill. When Michael Phelps on the TV, she just started throwing rocks. <laughs> Fuck much. that guy. Anyway. That guy is lax. He has no discipline. Yeah. That's why he fucked up this year. That's right, Bill. Yeah, fucked up. It's so cute when you That's pretend to know about sports. Shit. Oh, did you hear? Do you want to know one of his teammates, one of the American teammates, yeah. was like, I'm oh, yeah. going to beat this guy. Oh, yeah. Because he's been fucking around. He's been yeah. coasting. Yeah, Fuck he has. He yeah. Was That's why he got fucked up. Because when you're an Olympian, you swim every day of the year. Yeah, and he stopped training years. for the like, last three years. Yeah, until he, he started training like seven months ago. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's right, I should probably do Olympics Oh, yeah, again. I'm, I'm Olympian. Uh, anyway, so yeah, she was totally transfixed. I'm like, <laughs> okay, no, seriously, I have a bottle of $10 wine back in my hotel room because I'm a cheap bastard and I walked down to the grocery store. That was the beautiful thing about San Francisco, though. You can buy liquor at, like, convenience stores. You go to the gas station. Yeah, California is crazy like jack. that, yeah. It's wonderful. Because I'm like, I'm in this hotel room, I'm looking at this tiny bottle of whiskey that's $15 in the mini bar, and I'm like, or I'm going to walk down the corner store and pick up some whiskey. Aww. However, I forgot that you have to, walking down the corner to the corner store means walking d- up and down a goddamn hill. So <laughs> there should like, be like a pulley system between the stores and the should. hill and everything like that. Or like, like those like assistants like the, that old people have on their yeah. staircases, or it's just the Or at least like a Jetson's like escalator or something or like that. Or a banister that I can marry Poppins it up. But you know? I just love the idea of, like, clothespins yeah. and a pulley system and string. Oh, yeah, I should just have a basket and run down a rope with a five in it. Yeah, yeah, with a five dollar bill on notes and saying shopkeeper, like, this <laughs> How wine. much whiskey will this yeah, buy me? Yeah. So, anyway, we do wind up going back Aww. to the hotel watching Olympics until they turned off, and it was a great time. Actually, they were really good people, too. So they turned off and you turned on. That's so, right, Bill. Oh, that Michael Phelps. Not chicka That's right. chicka No, we met a couple of Foley's people from back of Foley's Day, which was a lot of fun. And, yeah, uh, yeah I'm hanging out with my sister. My sister is a great, great kid. Great kid. Oh, man. I miss her so much. It was a really nice time. So. Hi, Bill. Why don't you check your email? I got spam, Bill. I really... <laughs> Let me turn uh, down man, would I do this? Uh, so is that that it? That's your that's your thing. Bill, you're so goddamn funny. One of these days, we're gonna have a conversation to open this podcast that won't end with you going, "What else you done?" No, I just want to make sure I'm not, I'm not trying to step on your toes. You never. It's a conversation, Bill. We go back and forth. We talk about. I watched things. the Olympics. That's what you I did. You watched the Olympics, Bill. All I did. How well, did I did work. Olympics. Uh, Olympics. What else? I wrote this now. While Bill's looking it up, I did uh, driving through Northern Northern California made me so homesick for Knights of the Old Republic. Or not Knights of the Republic, excuse me, um, 
uh, Fallout New Vegas. What? It all looks like Fallout New Vegas. It's all nuked out? The hills and the scrub. Wait, what part? Northern California. Driving through Northern California, it reminded me so much of Fallout. And Fallout, too. Hey, look, I built you an Atari controller out of Starbursts. Oh, Bill. I do not want to eat the Starburst and even manipulate it with your human paws. My warmth did it! That's right, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fusion reactor of, 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 of you know, candy shape and goodness. Mm-hmm. What happened in the Olympics, Bill? Man, Olympics... Well, you saw everyone flipping on about NBC's coverage. It's not so much that NBC, NBC's coverage is bad, which it is, but the, this is like the first the Olympics that's being held in like the post Twitter era, yeah. Where like that news, like even with the Facebook, yeah. I mean, it's not like I mean, tw- uh, last Olympics were just four years ago. It's not like did Twitter even exist then? If Twitter existed, it was still it was infancy, not... but it was still mo- still mostly like Facebook live journal and shit. Like this is the first time where something happens in the Olympics, like it, news goes out instantly. Yeah. And so NBC's kind of getting kicked in the teeth about their, like, 8 to 10 hour time delay coverage and all that stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of butt funky. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of, like, well, it's, it's like, that's not the bad part. The, 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 the terrible thing is that, like, they got this, like, really cynical coverage where, like, you know someone's only going to win, like, we're, we're, we're from America. So, like, this NBC coverage we're talking about, it's all about the American people. No focus on anyone else, and you know the, the like you know someone's only going to win gold is if they spend half the night talking about that person. You know because of, like when someone wins uh, a gold in the early morning, they have eight to ten hours to put together a package and try yeah. to like form this narrative about this person. Like, can they possibly win this gold? And you know, in the third hour of of hearing NBC commentators like. Can they possibly do it? You know that that's that's how the coverage is going to end at the end, end of the night with them you know, the motherfucker weren't winning gold, and so it's just been like yeah this really kind of cynical like shit with the Michael Phelps stuff they were talking about Mike, uh, Michael Phelps for the longest time and as soon as he imploded at the beginning of the Olympics they yeah. stopped talking about him completely and they yeah. started pinning all their hopes on this what his name is Michael Locked or whatever the hell Ryan is Ryan Locked yeah. and uh, when he he did kind of well but then he kind of like flailed a little bit too and then they suddenly just stopped talking about those guys. And it's just kind of like, all kinds that's, of fucked that's up shit. That's what sports journalism is. Yeah, this is a little more transparent you guys are so this funny. time. I keep seeing the bitch, people bitching about it. Why is it the American Olympics coverage only covers American athletes? I'm like, bitch, it's called every Olympics ever I in know. my entire memory. That's what I'm saying. I don't think this coverage is necessarily worse than before is, but now it's but more now you But now all you guys kinda... are just noticing the man behind the curtain. The man has always that's been behind is. the curtain, dude. It's called, And I'm telling Bill before it comes over, I'm like, so why aren't you watching it on the NBC app, on the Olympics app on the iPad? And he just looks at me like, hmm? <laughs> it's a free app. Well, there's a thing where you can watch you can it online, watch... but it only works if you have cable. Like, you, you have to have a cable app, to, uh, subscription in order app to watch. Not. In fact, when I went to Benihana's at, in Monterey, the little girl was watching the Olympics the whole time. Was she crying? No, she's, she's actually watching gymnast, g- the gymnast because she does gymnastics. Aww. It's actually really sweet. It's really sweet. Was she watching the American gymnast? Probably, though. Man, lady gymnasts look weird. They're funny looking. Well, They're you know, slightly. What I love about the Olympics is how different people in different sports have such different body shapes. That's what I was talking to somebody today. I was like, because yeah, yeah they kind of like evolve differently, like, you know, for yeah. all the training and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. the, the, the swimmers are just kind of like tall and kind of stretched out looking. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, it depends on, like, your body type also dictates what, what kind sport of you sport you pursue. <laughs> exactly. But then on top of that, like, it's weird to see, like, yeah. how you can have, like, three different 16 year old white girls from America yeah. in three different sports have completely yeah. different physiques. Like the the, the 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 gymnasts are all like they don't have the hips or they don't have the the the, the waist and the hips mm-hmm. flaring out. It's all just like upper body strength. Yeah. Even kind of like they got the Hulk neck a little bit. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, 
And it's just, they got the weird thighs, and yeah, they don't have any hips. It's fascinating. And uh, the fucking, but the, I like how the, the volleyball players are just like bikini beach babes, though. They're like, you know, they're strong and tough. Did you see the article that was floating around that's like, what if other Olympic sports were photographed like beach volleyball is photographed? Yeah. It was great. Lots of close ups with like, like, yeah, like they leave in with sand like four random examples from yeah. beach volleyball, and it's just ass shot after ass shot and it's great so then they had like they just took a bunch of photos from other sports and just cropped them <laughs> so it's all chest and package and man butt well and right, right before we started the podcast there was uh, somebody had a, a a picture of like a youtube video from like nbc of uh the volleyball women's volleyball coverage yeah. and the shot is of just like this lady's like her uh, bikini briefs had kind of slid down, so it was yeah. barely covering her crotch. Yeah. And it was filling up the whole goddamn screen in this yeah. one shot of the... It was just like, oh my god. It was attractive. It was, yeah, I can Olympians see why are that. sexy. London is fucktown right now. Yeah, well, you've heard about, like, the Olympic Villages always oh, turns yeah. into a fucking, like, swamp <laughs> of, like, of, <laughs> of vaginal wear, juices. You have and... to wear, like, um, rain boots. Yeah, and, like, well, it's within the last couple of Olympics. They know now to actually, like, they'll airlift in, like, like 30, yeah. 000, like, every Olympian gets 15 condoms. Yeah. Well, no, no, everyone involved with the Olympics. Oh, just involved? I'm talking, like, well, I guess co- that no, 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 sense everyone. Too. I'm talking like if you are it's something like a it's trainer, crazy. It's like 150,000 condoms. Well, they were talking. I was reading an article, a like great people. article, and they were like, yeah, they at the last Olympics they handed out 50,000 condoms, and it wasn't enough. They ran out and they had to airlift more. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, makes- look at all those beautiful people. And so, if I'm a 17 year old boy, and I'm that I look that hot. And I mean, I'm not even talking about with other Olympians. I'm talking about there's some girl down the street, and she's you. All you need to say is, "Hey, did you see me on TV?" And you're getting laid. Yeah, you've, that's it. You've literally got like, 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 was it a thousand, ten thousand, like yeah. super hot people, yeah. all age from like the age yeah. of like sixteen to twenty five. Yeah, all of them in the physical prime. Yeah. all of them the hottest, most toned bodies <laughs> on the planet, <laughs> away from all supervision with yeah. nothing. With tons of free time on their hands. I would really be curious to have an overview in nine months to see how many Olympic babies there are. Oh <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, my God. So many gymnast yeah. abortions and stuff. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, yeah, no, but the, 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 the ladies, like, watching the gymnast ladies, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, some of these girls are attractive. I'm like, oh, my God, she's, like, 15. I'm like, yeah. I'm turning off the TV and Welcome reading a book. Welcome to Creepazoid Land. Oh, I know, but there were the, like, man, they're thick necks and stuff like that. It's crazy. There was some sport I was watching. I was like, Jesus Christ, they're babies. Maybe it was the Olympics. Or no, maybe it should be gymnasts. No, the gymnast stuff is like really good. I was like, man, well, you were, guys are children. Did you like, uh, so I oh, guess. Oh, you know, know what it was? I was watching the um, the swim, uh, U.S. swimming team did a video for Call Me Maybe. Oh, I saw that, Swim yeah. Around. And as I'm watching it, that was the first time I was like, oh, you guys are. You're 17-year-old girls. Yeah. That's why you're so excited right now. They're wee lambs. They're babies. Yeah. Well, they, you know what I didn't realize, especially with the gymnast stuff, is where most other Olympic sports, like, if you fuck up the Olympics once, you still have a chance, like, at least yeah. one more chance to come back. Yeah. With the gymnast stuff. That's it. Uh, even within, like, 20 years ago, you might, you could still have a chance. Like, Mary Lou Retton, mm-hmm. I think she had a couple Olympics that she participated yeah. in. Now, with the gymnast stuff, has evolved That's in it. such a way that, like, you pretty much got one chance at the Olympics. Yeah. Because uh, they were showing the, like, the women gymnast team yeah. finals uh, yeah, the other the night. Yeah, the who biffed it. And, yeah, there was the Russian chick. She got a silver medal. And everyone's like, well, she got a silver medal. That's cool. And she was fucking balling. She was, like, yeah. she was falling apart. And people were pointing out that, like, yeah, she she, she got silver. Phil, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. And, like, that was it. That was when she fucked up her thing. That was it. Like, her yeah. entire 
her 17 years of living on this earth came down to that moment and she biffed it and she didn't get gold and that's why she was so fucked up and she's not gonna have the chance to come back again because they said most uh gymnast teams that get sent to the olympics these times are almost always comprised of rookies that's why yeah. like like uh four like four years ago there was a like a whole gymnast team that everyone kept on you know like they were on the they were, you know, doing things for Coke, and they were on the Wheaties box, and that's why you yeah. don't hear anything about them now. Because because now they're 20 years old, yeah. they're over the hill. Yeah. They can't do that shit anymore. Yeah, man. That's fucking frightening as hell. Yeah. That's kind of cool, though. That, that's, that really is the peak perfection of humanity right there. Yeah. She was like, you know, once you're 16, that's it. All downhill from there. Isn't that sad? It's kind of Jesus Christ. It's not so bad if you're 20 or 25 thinking about that, but once you get started to get a little no, older than that. No, it's bad if you're 20 and 25 and thinking you're peaked. Yeah, Are you kidding? No, but that's great. It's you're bad if you're 40 <laughs> years old and you think that you've peaked. Yeah. Life is something that you should always look forward to what happens next. Not, man, remember that time that I was 16 years old? Did you hear about the, bad, uh, the, the, the Asian badminton team? I watched the video. <laughs> that was terrible. It was great. So what was it like? Was it the South Korean, Chinese, South Korean and Indonesian and... teams? I can't remember what teams it was. It was no. eight people. It was four teams. I only watched one that was like one pair, and they were, they were both biffing it each time. Cause I think remember. it was South Korea versus China, was it? Yeah. And yeah, so they were both... What happens was these badminton teams, they were trying to like lose intentionally. Not so they got knocked out of the standings, but so they would get like a lower... They, they would get an easier path through the tournament rankings. Yeah. They wouldn't have to battle number one. Yeah, they could just... Know? And then they can charge them with the last... Uh, the last fight and, and kick everyone's ass. Yeah, and so they were just like both like I mean, both it is these, strategy. Both of these know? teams were just batting the shuttlecock or whatever the fuck into the net intentionally. And I saw that like even the referee kind of stepped in and said, "You what the hell are you guys doing? You, Stop like, doing are you that." Here to play? Yeah. To play. And then they like one team actually did get it over the net. And as soon as that it was over, they went back to like right fucking it up on purpose again. Fucking crazy. That's the weird thing about the Asians. Dude, every... No. I'm gonna tell you about the Asians. <laughs> no, 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 but Everybody... no. But Asian culture, like, especially, like, China and shit like that, there's, there's, like, seems to be such a thing where, like, you could do crazy shit in wide open public and no one's gonna call you on it. If it's, like, officially sanctioned bullshit. Not that that shit doesn't happen in America, too. But there's this weird cloak of, like, you could fuck fuck shit up on purpose, and yeah, and this is kind of like this kind of veil of secrecy that like the the, the smaller people aren't, aren't allowed to like call uh call call bullshit, and you can't get away with that when you go out outside of your country it's... and pull that same shenanigans, and, and you can't expect everyone's gonna like pretend that that, that shit isn't happening, which leads to stuff like this. It's just strategy. It, it's well, not, not strategy. It's, it's shenanigans. It's just it's no. Strategy. It's only shenanigans. The idea you on the Olympics, you're gonna do your best. You're not gonna try to like gain. That is, that you're is... not booing. Justifiably well, yeah. so. But I'm just saying, it's like they're calling them on strategy. That's what you do in sports. That's bullshit strategy. No, it's though. well. Well, what's bullshit is you got like ten thousand people and you're on live TV and you're biffing it on purpose. But I'm just. It's. Sports, I'm intrigued man. by the political. Yeah. Like the political situation these people are growing up in, where they think that like they can get away with this. I, the funny thing is, I know it's not necessarily the 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 athletes themselves, but it's like the teams and the coaches and stuff thinking oh, yeah, like told me we do this. this. Yeah, because I'm sure that shit flies in, in, in whatever countries they're from. But yeah, once you get outside of those countries, like people well, are like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, you can do it when it's a tiny tournament doing? and no one cares. That's what I'm saying, but they don't know? seem to understand once they get outside of those tiny tournaments that that's just not going to stand up. When you're like being televised all around the world at the fucking Olympics, like, you can't just like pretend to be playing and no one's going to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Especially because they weren't even trying to be cool about like uh, throwing those matches. Yeah. They were just like, Ugh, oh no, it's totally it's so hard. Uh. I was surprised <laughs> they weren't just sitting down and going, uh, yeah, I broke my butthole. Help me. So <laughs> don't break my butt. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, that was a cool thing they had at the Legion of Honor. They actually had an exhibit um, called like the 
Greek ideal. Mm-hmm. And they had all sorts of... They actually had a lot of really old Olympic medals. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. From, like, From, um, a thousand years ago? Like, two thousand years ago? Well, no, the modern Olympics are only, like, 120 years old. No, but from the from actual Grecian Olympics. Oh, really? Like, we're talking, what they look like... like? They were, they're awesome. They're, like, little, little, little... They look like little coins. Oh, yeah. It was really neat. Not, like, a big fat, like... Not no. the big fat whoppers they hand no, out now. No, they were, like, they were the size of a quarter. Oh, that's actually really fantastic. They, they had, like, easily, like... 25 or 30 of them from all sorts of different sports and then like little explanations of all the different sports they did imagine all the olympians they had to kill in order to get those the <laughs> they, treasure hunters they had a um what was interesting is they had an olympic herald and olympic trumpeter and medals for them and oh, if you won fuck. those competitions then you were the trumpeter and herald oh that's actually kind of cool yeah yeah and rather than just like winning a uh, medal you actually get like some kind of like they yeah. do, yeah. It was really neat. Some kind of station. The, the coolest thing is that they had an actual, a, a, a laurel, a golden laurel. Yeah, yeah, I saw your photo of that. From like, yeah, like, man, it was crazy. Did you know that, uh... Yes, Bill, here comes the joke. Here comes the <laughs> it's joke, It's not everybody. my joke! It's not my... I'm just saying, uh, Greeks are Jews with money. Without money. What is it? Bill, what other races can you say something about? I'm saying the Asians are sneaky. Generically, <laughs> you know, the Asians in general. The Asians. And then you No, Asians you are like weird cultures. Uh-huh. I'm fine with the Thai people. They just love fucking. <laughs> oh, God. Have you seen the commercials in the Olympics? What? Did you see, like, there's, a, like, some kind of new TV show coming out from, like, the directors of Little Miss Sunshine or something like that? Maybe that's not what it is. But, like, it's got Ellen Barkin playing this, like, old, cranky, racist grandma who's just, like, the, the, the racist mom from Arrested Development to the point that I'm kind of surprised the Arrested Development guys don't sue. Oh, is it that modern family or new yeah. family or new normal? With the two gay with, guys are, like, yeah. uh, overtly, we're gay. Yeah. And then there's the fake Kirsten Wig commercial where Kirsten Wig comes out, a fake Kirsten Wig comes out of a pink dress and she's like, I got married, I'm crazy. Ooh, people are chasing me. And the guy's like, I'm going to in my car. I dodged a bullet. I'm going home. Fuck that shit. You saw what I'm talking about. Clearly, Bill, like, it's working because you remember all of this. I've seen that commercial so many times in the last seven days. Well, there's still ten days left in the Olympics. I'm going to be dead by the end of this. <laughs> Bill, just watch the apps. Then you can pick what sport you want to watch. And is swimming over now? Um, I don't know. I've been on vacation. I feel bad because we have nothing to talk about in other countries because, like, we're only exposed to the American coverage. So I can't, like, talk about, like, oh, my God. Like, like man, the other thing... I cannot believe how much goddamn cycling was on the TV. Water like, one polo. Night, one night we turned on the TV and it was just cycling for, like, three hours. I'm like, really? We can't cut to any other sports? Yeah, it's been mostly water polo every time I turn it on. I'm like, uh... what the fuck? They won't show ping pong. They won't show skeet shooting. What do you think, America? You think that Americans would be all about, like, clamoring for some fucking shotgun action. <laughs> but no. And also the first American medal rewarded uh, at, 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 at this Olympics, the first gold guy got handed out to the lady who uh, won gold at the skeet shooting thing. Oh, yeah? It turns out, like, I think, what, what's her name? Let me find out. I got written down. Uh, her name's Kim Rode. Yeah, she be- also became the first American athlete to ever win five consecutive medals in an individual event. Nice. Which means she must have been doing that for 20 years. Yeah. Which, if you're just shooting a gun... That's right, Bill. You, well, you don't have to be, like, all ten- uh, toned. Yeah, you don't have to be 16 years old. Yeah, you and... can do it when you're 50 years old, as yeah. long as you got a sharp eye and, you know, you yeah. itchy trigger uh, trigger finger. Um, I think she was also the one who was also talking about how uh, Bunda was... It, like, she's won all these gold medals for America, but no one ever talks about her. She never gets interviewed on TV. Yeah. Like, I only heard about this because, like, like, websites were talking about her, not like NBC was talking about her. And she was pointing out how, how unfortunate it is that, like, 
there are all these people win shit, lo- win shit loads of medals yeah. for America, and they never get pictured because they don't look like hot 16-year-old yeah. girls. This lady, she just looks like somebody working in an office or something like that, but she's yeah. a fucking gold uh, yeah. Olympic athlete. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of, you know, I mean, that's the way of the world. If that's nothing new. Again, nothing new. But it's just still kind of, you know. It eh, sucks. Eh. At least the internet there is there yeah. for her to actually well, see, get her word out like, a little at bit. At least it's a little better just because there are alternate means. You're not just stuck with, with TV coverage anymore. Yeah, like this uh, lady named Kayla Harrison. She won the gold medal in judo. I guess it's mm-hmm. the first gold medal America's ever won in judo. Yeah. And she was crying when they were they, they were singing the national anthem. You know, yeah. when she got her award, she was like, oh, she make, was that happy makes me cry balls. every time. Yeah. And again, she thought someone was somebody super hot, so no one kind of really pays attention. She's neat looking. She's neat long. She's, she's neat looking. Oh, no, 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 But she's not like fucking bitch face sculpted she's not like, gymnast ladies. Yeah. Man, I felt bad. I was watching the ladies gymnast stuff. And there's one I came to know as bitch face. Just because she had the bitchiest looking face. And I was like, I felt bad because the lady's 16. I don't want to be like, oh, bitch face. And I even, I even tweeted about this. And I was like, man, I deleted it right after because I don't want to be going on Twitter complaining about a 16-year-old innocent girl looking like a bitch face. But then just on a whim, I Googled bitch face Olympics. And then all I was thinking about, that's what she's known as? You know what? Here's my thing. Better skeet shoot ladies not mentioned on the internet. And then yeah. I was talking about this little girl's bitch face. And then, uh, was it the Gabby Johnson or whatever the hell, the black girl who won the, uh, she got the gold for, like, the individual yeah. uh, Olympic shit last night? She's super cute. She's adorable. Uh, people were making, like, I guess black community was making fun of her hair being all kind of fucked up and afro-y or something like that. She had, like, cornrows. I don't know. She just had a tied back in a ponytail. I guess she, I, I didn't see what happened. She had to have done an interview or something where she had her hair undone or something like that. Because um. people were making fun of her. And that well, that was the thing I just saw this morning. I have not actually seen any of what the hell people are complaining about or what the hell happened. But yeah, I just woke up this morning, like less than like 12 hours after this, this fucking 16-year-old girl won the Olympics. Won all the Olympics. She fucked up in some of that judo shit, too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, people are like, like, giving her shit about her hair. She's fucking 16 years old. Yeah. Give her a fucking break. And she's yeah. never going back to the Olympics again. This is it. This is her yeah. one moment. And she like, checks on Twitter the next day. And everyone's like, oh, People are assholes on the internet. Yeah. Says the guy who was calling bitch face, bitch face, and then... But no, she had this really weird, severe, like, she looks like an elfin evil grin toy. She looks like oh. something from a Stephen King story. She she's not... Like a, uh, she's like not a high a, elf. She's not unattractive. No, there was an actual elf for the Russians. <laughs> there was this one... She had, like, these weird, like, she was blonde, and she looked like a Legend of Zelda character, where she had, the, like, these crazy blue eyes, and she looked like... But even for, like, an Olympic gymnast, she looked super, yeah. like, thin... And like barely existing in this yeah. realm of reality. Very ethereal. Whereas the American lady, she just had like really sharp features. She looked like she was in a wind tunnel of evil. <laughs> and her face just kind of froze that way. This episode title, Bill. <laughs> wind tunnel of evil. But no, the Olympics. I like the Olympics. I wish I could see more non-American coverage because there's always crazy shit happening. At the end of the day, I just can't complain because I love being able to turn on my TV and the Olympics being on. Yeah, sports and stuff. And also, like a, a big nice thing about watching the Olympics is uh, it's really pretty people and a really pr- uh, pretty scenery yeah in a really pretty country doing like cool stuff like my wife was just excited because she got to see kate middleton on the tv which one's kate middleton kate middleton she bitch face no she's the opposite of bitch face oh she hot face she's the one who just married what's his butt prince what's his butt oh she's the one oh she's the one who was walking up the steps no that she is the sister of buttocks that you're referring to that would be that's pippa. the one that would be pippa middleton oh my god i can't believe they showed that on tv Both. that become like an internet meme that i missed or something like that because i was sitting there watching the like the like, live coverage of those assholes getting married at like four o'clock in the morning here in america on the mm-hmm. west coast 
I'm like, oh my god, that lady, that butt. Let me put it this way, Bill. I'm not if even you, a butt guy. And I'm just can, like, you can, Bill. I'm pretty sure if you talk to any human being about the wedding, the first thing anyone is gonna say is, did you say that butt? Yeah, the little deep caveman in my mind. <laughs> I just saw that butt, and I was like, I really gotta wake that primal instinct of must impregnate that person. They're 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 a small they're a small figure on a flat television screen being broadcast from a thousand miles away, but I must impregnate whatever that thing is right there. And it was just like, holy, it was like the most primal, like, oh my god, yeah. And I just went ahead and ate a raw steak. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. I'm going to turn into yeah. a fucking Tim Allen routine all this anyway, time. Anyway. Um, That's the Olympics. Oh, man, there's the, the, the chubby, like, a weightlifter lady. Her name's uh, Holly Mangold. And she is a weightlifter. She's like a heavyweight weightlifter. Uh-huh. She looks like just a normal human being. She's got the big, big, chunky lady. And yeah. she's like, awesome. And, like, she's really cute looking, and I don't know if she's actually done any of her stuff yet, because I didn't see if she's actually won any medals yet, but she's very cute, and she's another person who, you know, she's likely to kick ass at the Olympics, but no one's talking about. Yeah. Uh, outside of the internet, because, you know, she's a normal human-looking person, and not, like, a, yeah. a fucking elf uh, girl, but... Yeah, she's not all ethereal. And one last thing, there was a dude uh, from, I can't remember which country, dude named Ding Dong. No, Dong Dong. <laughs> he was, uh, what is a trampoline guy? And it was great because everyone, he won a medal. He won the golden, I guess, trampoline shit or something like that. So everyone's like, ho, ho, a guy named Ding Dong, Dong Dong, won the Olympics. But he had a great speech when he won. We were talking about, like, this is really nice. I really appreciate this medal. But I think it's it's not a cool thing that we value everyone's worth about winning in competition. Because it's about what you do in life, not this one moment in life. Good on him. And so everyone's like, ha, ha, Dong Dong. And he's like, this shit is like, this shit's, this fuckers wise <laughs> that's right we something dong, from this dong dong, dong, dong. and then everyone just kind of like said yeah dong dong you're awesome <laughs> we actually yeah so sorry dong dong, dong dong in the olympics yeah what else you do oh uh this week i had lunch with a friend of mine and that's my olympic countdown i'll have one next week that's too. good i'll change the subject yeah um i had i had uh, <laughs> lunch with a friend of mine carla yeah carla works at a gaming company here in portland called the fulbright company what the and I they're heard, working on an indie game they're a bunch of kids who worked on um uh the minerva's dead dlc for bioshock 2 so that was the best part of that whole game yeah yeah. Well, it has inspired me. In fact, I never I bought Bioshock two. I never played it, so I am playing it right now. You can buy actually. it for three sixty. Uh, yeah, I gotta get my chivos, baby. But How anyway, is it so far, um, I I'm enjoying it. I hate shooters so much. I hate shooters. Isn't this takes place ten years before the original Bioshock? Well, it's interesting because it's set before and I think after the events of. You're still in Rapture, weird. though, right? Yeah, I'm still, you're still in Rapture. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they're working in a game called Gone Home. Which is an, uh, kind of a first-person exploring sort of game. You're exploring a house and discovering the, the people who live there and the is story there of the people or who live there. Is there combat or something? Is it kind of like a nope. Dear Esther You could call it Dear Esther-esque is, in that it is first-person and, and based on exploration. I still haven't played Dear Esther. Are you on rails or can you actually freely roam? Nope. You can f- freely roam the area. Yeah. It is an island, so you're limited to the island. And then as you walk through it randomly, different sections from a diary are read. Oh, okay. And that's so, it? So, yeah. That's pretty much it. Oh, okay. So you for some reason, like, some people were talking about, like, it was on rails or something. Mm-mm. Oh, but this sounds interesting, this Gone Home thing. Yeah, I really, I got to play a little bit of it. It was really funny, because I'm trying to be cool, because I don't want to be the asshole. You're playing like, it on a PC or you're something? You're working on something I really, I'm really excited about. It looks really cool. Um, no, they're still, they're still programming it, yo. So I got to noodle around with early build. It's really great. I'm already really excited. With a keyboard and mouse? Yeah. You was, dude? I know. I had to think real hard now about it. Now you can play some Minecraft with me. What, nope. 1.3 just nope. came out. Nope. 
nope, make Bill. such tall buildings. No, nope. nope. you can trade with villagers. Bill, you already invested twenty dollars in I Minecraft know, I didn't that I didn't play. It before I can even play it with you, what? I didn't want to play it. I understand. I played it, and it just I was like, it made me feel kind of anxious. So for the the absolute mean the idea of a game <laughs> that is nothingness that I have to populate and make meaningful. That is what I do every day. My life is enough meaninglessness Annie, that I have all to I'm order. Saying is my ultimate gift to you is a double-ended dong built in Minecraft. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bill Mundren. Uh, I gotta be me. I'm my own Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Have you ever eaten a Chick-fil-A? No. I I grew up with a Chick-fil-A at the right at, at the mall. I grew up like yeah. went to all the, the Chick Fil A's all over Texas. I was never interested in Chick-fil-A. I have never eaten from I've walked past Chick-fil-A's a million times in my life. I've never been entranced by the siren song of Chick-fil-A. Who gives a fuck about Chick-fil-A until, like, last week? I don't understand. Well, it's when you say inflammatory things. It is ridiculous that, like, the whole gay marriage thing in, in, in America only really got, fo- like, the focus point is Chick-fil-A. It's a fucking chicken sandwich that really is bringing this into sharp focus. Well, to be fair, there when a corporate entity makes a blanket statement like that, because there are corporate enti- entities that surreptitiously support anti-gay organizations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is, they actually stuff. came out. This is yeah. overt. This is, like, it was not too Oh, no, fair. I'm not saying it's bad. People shouldn't be upset. But, I mean, that's the sort of thing, when you come out and say actively say something, people are going to react a lot differently than passively supporting I'm just saying we should be more upset at NBC for fucking up this TV I'm trying to watch <laughs> than a company trying than to oppress right civil to marry. rights. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Get your, get your priorities straight. That's right, Bill. There's chicken sandwiches on the line. <laughs> Apparently they're waffle fries in the Stuff of Dreams. This oh, is what I know about good, Chick-fil-A. Actually. This is all I know about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. All I know about Chick-fil-A is that they're... Did you see the John Goodman thing about where he was a... Uh, so, like, what is the funnier, uh, funnier die guys did a ch- uh, John Goodman is Colonel Sanders? No, and he's all I that love the gays. <laughs> he's like, it's great because he's all like, I love the gays. I'll take all your money. And then he's like, you know what? You know, it doesn't really matter because I don't care what race you are, what gender you are. You're all fucking money, money, money wallets to me. I don't give a fuck. At the end, because something gets dark, and then it goes back to be all happy and shit. <laughs> Uh, this is Bill's, uh, this is the shit I saw on the internet corner. <laughs> that was awesome, You know what, this whole vacation, so this vacation, we, we're all told we're away from everything for about a week, right? Yeah, they, that was nice, I yeah. I was dying for some goddamn video games the whole time. She brought my... I should have taken something. I was dying. Like DS or something. I don't want to play any damn DS games. So what the hell is she going to take with you? See, you should have bought a Vita. I should have taken, I should have taken my Xbox with me. <laughs> Sure, because I whenever we would go to hotels as a kid, they oh, always had might... the, the controller and the TV oh, or something. Yeah. Like, sure, I'll pay twenty five dollars to go to play Mario for ten minutes. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't. They did, however, have easily accessible HDMI ports. Yeah, they had that in the uh, hotels in Seattle, which is great because PAX, everyone's bring, is bringing their consoles yeah. and, and like fucking PCs and shit. But it was so there. funny driving through California. I was like, I want to play Fallout. You know, it's like going up and down the hill. I'm like, oh, you're goddamn ridiculous. Are you? You're still gonna buy a mm-hmm. uh, Vita later on this year, though, right? Possibly. I'm probably gonna try and find one used. I I have. I was looking at it, and they have a bundle now. But I'm like, well, I guess the fact that you just bought a house kind of put say, a damper on buying on, a house. I was yeah. planning out all the things that I need to buy for my house. I need to buy about. 
$2,000 of stuff for my house. No, just, probably you closer need, to three. You need to mount your double-ended dildo up above the front door. Oh, Jesus Christ, Phil. Phil, I'm going to plate it. What kind of shower curtain are you going to buy? I'm going to plate it in chrome, and I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> That's my plan. Green at Grand Theft Auto. Ah, this is a very important thing. What kind of shower curtain are you going to get? One of the bathrooms is going to be aviatrix-themed. So what I really want to do is... Oh, so it's going to be like airplanes with whips? And like nipple clamps. So I have all these lady pilot posters and prints and stuff. So uh-huh. I'm going to hang them in the bathroom. And then what I may do is I may um, do a print on demand fabric thing online. With What I want to do is um, during World War II, they had the silhouette post like maps of or you could identify. Oh, yeah. Planes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get one of those oh, on fabric and then make that in World my War shower curtain. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because it was like paint, plain silhouettes and stuff. My point of reference for it is uh, in The Rescuers Down Under... <laughs> The kangaroo oh. rat has a riff on one of those that's all birds, so because he so he can sight the birds at the thing. Man, will you guys are you gonna get a, like a new tub for the place? Because you work in a place where you can buy a whole new tub. You can no. like really do up. It's the... all built-ins. It's a built-in tub. Can you get like a paper mache shell that kind of like makes it look like yes, it's like Bill. the top yes. of yes, a, an air like a of like a double seated airplane? A paper mache. So some of you guys are like tub. playing around in the tub watching washing each other's backs. You can still be kind of like you're both like in an airplane seat like you know Indiana Jones Last Crusade one except thing, below you're still just kind of like you know doing One thing that. I did see at um, Good Vibrations that I'd never seen before that I actually thought was very cool yeah. they had a line of products called Sex in the Shower There's all like shit you can put in your shower so it's like a hand grip and like a foot rest and they had like um, Oh just okay they so They had like restraints that you could that had like suction cups So it wasn't even necessarily toys but like it's yeah. enabling devices It was enabling for shower sex I was just staring at these like that's adorable you Bought a box No I'm like I can't I don't have anything to use them Well no in your so house you like, know, no that's the thing with you buying your own house you don't have to worry about this temporary suction shit you actually build like that's hand right, I'm going to I'm going to lie to the contractor and say oh no my my grandmother's disabled I need this handrail You think you'd be the first person to do that Did I ever tell you Okay, so I, I try not to talk I'd about be, day I job. I need this jet that hits my clit right this here. Is I my... mean, grandma's clit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> my my day job, I work in, in lighting and hardware. Yeah. And um, one of my first days working there, I answer the phone, and there's this really abashed contractor. Oh, no. He's like, so do you guys have any, like... And he's really embarrassed. I can hear his embarrassment. No. What the hell's Do you guys have any, like, chains? And I'm like... Well, yeah, we have, like, lamp chain and stuff, and I've got, like, some old salvage chain. He's like, but I mean, like, like industrial, like, do you know the weight rating on them? And I'm thinking he wants to suspend something. And like, yeah, because you're not well, thinking sex first or no. anything like that. Well, yeah. so he goes on and he's like, do you guys have any, like, like, what did he ask for? Like, stones and, like, manacles and, like, uh, like, 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 uh, cast iron, like, stuff. And I'm finally, I'm like, sir, what exactly... And finally, he's like, I'm like, well, sir, I don't, we're not that kind of store. He's like, I have no idea where to go find this stuff. It turns out he had been contracted by this woman to make her a dungeon S&M bathroom. Bathroom? Yeah. A bathroom? Like, yeah. But, like, her shower, like, they were doing all the shower in a very that's special way. That's weird shit in a place that's all, like, sexed up. That's kind of weird. Well, Bill, it depends on your pleasure. Well, that's true. You could be shitting on someone. It's I'm not like saying. a normal toilet. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a, who knows, man? But this guy was so It's the toilet. Mortified. There's a hole in the toilet for your boyfriend to stick his face into. He was, yeah. He, he sounded so mortified. Well, because it's, it's, it's not even like this guy's into it and he's being kind of bashful for himself. He's but he's just, trying to like. He's the contractor has to go and, you did, know. So were you guys able to help him at all? No. Well, at the time, I had no idea. Where the hell idea. he would have gone to? Well, you know, I have no idea either, man. But it just cracked me up like, poor guy. You guys don't have a basement, do you? In the new place? No. 
Okay. So you can't you can't have sex. Dungeon. I cannot make a S and M dungeon in my basement. No, you guys. I, you guys wouldn't have a sex dungeon. It would be like like sex uh, Normandy dungeon. <laughs> I got Mass it's Effect like, theme. Like oh, a big body, blue so, body paint roller. Speaking of Mass Effect, so the most recent, so they they're doing a series. Dark Horse is doing a series right now called Mass Effect Homeworld. Yeah, it's all like little interstitials about the characters. Like just each issue is about a different characters. So the first one's about Vega. Okay. Vega back on Earth before the events. It's all like pretty much is before it good? the. Well, here's the thing. The first one was cute because it's about Vega and his father and kind of his situation and why he is the man that he is. And it was, it was okay. Yeah. The second one was about Tali. And it's weird because so the second one was about Tali. The third one was about Garrus. And with, with the Vega one, you know, it was a totally new story. You know, just fleshing him out as a character a little yeah. more. Which with he, Tali, he needs, yeah. Yeah. With Tali, it is literally the events that lead up to you. Oh, I heard about this. You meeting her on the Citadel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just like, Isn't and you know what, like she mentions state that. state secrets or something yeah. like that? Yeah. You, she mentions that. We know this. We know the story. So it's, it's just like fleshing it out. Yeah. And it was just boring as well, shit. Well, I could say that could be interesting depending it, no. if you're really interested it, in seeing what the what I love Tolly Zora. It's, it's, what, it's what brings Tolly to you. I could see that. I mean, maybe it's executed badly, but I could I see. I could, I, the idea I can understand. I will not get to see these characters What's ever Garris? again. Garrus, it's about what he does leading up to being Arch- Archangel. Oh, and I'm like, guess yeah. what? I know! He got this ragtag band of people! Oh no, there's Sedonis! Oh no! Shit's gonna go... Shit went bad! And you'll get to know a little bit about his dad and his mom and this Did shit. Did you see Buttface McKinney's like, Edie and Joker sketches see, today? See, I would rather just a book of Edie and Joker as drawn by Buttface McKinney for 30 pages making fart jokes at each it's, other. It's Edie trying to figure out clothes for the first time? Because yeah. she's a robot. She she's doesn't know. Robot. She don't and know. so, like, she's, like, trying to do, like, she's trying to create her own human fashions. And, <laughs> yeah. like, there's this thing where, like, uh, 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 Edie and Joker are at the mall and she's not wearing pants. Yeah. But she's got, like, a jacket and shoes on and everything. Like yeah. that. She's like, you're missing one vital component. She's like, I don't care. I'm not really naked. I'm just redefining human fashion. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Her sketches of those two. I like yeah. that's all, almost all she's been drawing since <laughs> yeah. Mass Effect came out, too. It's amazing. It's yeah. so good. I, I can't even... What, do you just Google Buttface McCaney and find out who she is? I can't remember well, what her blog yeah, is. It's, I think it's like McCaney.tumblr. Oh, the, uh, one thing I need to send you a link to today is I found a... Oh, fuck. What, what's it called? I found this uh, Tumblr. It's called like The Art of Animation. Oh, yeah, you tweeted about it. Yeah, oh, exactly. Uh, the, it's it's nothing but just uh, production artwork from all kinds of animated oh, uh, features awesome. and cartoons. Everything from the old Beetlejuice cartoon nice. to Coraline, like, showing how the puppets were made mm-hmm. to, like, you know, all kinds of anime, Miyazaki and stuff. But, like, yeah. it's it's really fucking thorough. It cracks me up that now that stuff is, I don't want to say commonplace. It's getting more easily accessible to find, I remember though. being obsessed with animation, and I'd have to track down all these art books that were, like, really small reproductions and stuff. You had to be, like, Indiana like, Jones of that. Yeah, stuff, I remember. I used to go to. I was lucky enough that my local um, bookstore carried. What was it called? Toon Magazine that was published in I Canada. I saw that. I never read that. And yeah. it was kind. Of, it was half enthusiast, half um, professional. Yeah. There is also Animation Magazine or Ag- Animation Monthly, which is entirely professional. I would buy that too, and just it would all be about like software and shit and like yeah. reviews of new machines and stuff and it'd be a, totally oblique to me but maybe maybe i would see concept art for yeah. something like you know the oh, latest man. disney or something like that i remember having to schlep so hard in my day you had to go uphill in the snow with wolves nipping at your feet to look at concept like, art from your favorite this cinema. thing is all kinds of cool stuff i've never even seen before even with like disney and stuff they yeah. had a uh they this person did a crazy huge dump of what's what's the chick's name from hercules 
Oh, um, oh shit, was it Meg? Megara. Megara. Meg. Yeah. Um, that movie's not that very interesting, but I do Meg like the graphic design. Meg is the best design. part of that movie. Well, the, the original sketches for her, it's one of those things where, like, she's nicely designed in the in, in, in Hercules, the movie itself. Yeah. But her production sketches, like, the sketches they did to get to her design where she's even more, her, like, like some of the sketches are more realistic and stuff. She's yeah. got more, like, actual, like, Greek features and stuff. Just really interesting stuff. Yeah, Meg... And I always wish the movie could look more like the, like the production sketches than, you know, kind of, yeah. like, if more fil- thoroughly, uh, thoroughly filtered through the whole Disney... Uh, kind of style. Well, there's also just the practicalities of animation. Well, that's the other thing, too. I wish, with computers and everything like that, I wish there was more of an ability for them to kind of, like, freestyle a little bit with this, like, I don't know, do kind of a rougher style or something where it doesn't have to be such, like, a Disney-esque, like, lion style. Like, I don't know. There's a way you can make Disney movies look more interesting. 2D... Well, it's films. not going to be Disney that does it, though. I know, but Disney would could have the resources they really wanted to, but it's not going to happen. Maybe in their new shorts program, maybe we'll see it. That's, that's the, you know, the, the reason only... I'm still bummed out about Glenn Keane and his uh, Rapunzel movie oh, kind yeah. of falling apart yeah. was originally that, like, he was going to be the first person who was going to try to use computer-generated uh, imagery to not not try to make it look cartoony, but he was going to try to make it look like a painting. And well, that, that was the same the plan wayside. with American Dog. Yeah. Oh, you love this blog, too, because the half the fucking sketches are What's-Your-Face from Treasure Planet. Sexy oh, cat really? lady. Oh, uh, really? Uh, Captain Amelia, after yeah. whom I named my car, my first car. And, like, half the sketches, like, instead of cat ears, she's got, like, weird, she almost looks like a Mass Effect character, because she was obviously, nice. it seemed like she started off more as an alien, and then she got turned oh, into a cat lady. so speaking of Mass Effect, so as I'm playing Bioshock 2, the whole time I'm like, Tenenbaum, Tenenbaum should be a Corian. Why is it Tenenbaum a Corian? Is Tenenbaum a Corian? Wait, well, who's Tenenbaum? Tenenbaum is the lady, that the, the good guy, the lady who was helping you in Bioshock 1 as well. Yeah. Helping you free the little sisters. Oh, she's, isn't she the one in charge of the little sisters? Yeah. 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 See, but though I've listened Wait, to her of voices, like, her voice is like, I'm like, oh, you have that that um uh generically vaguely Russiany. Oh, the kind sort of, of voice. Yeah, I'm like you. I'm like she should be a Korean. It actually, I had this whole little moment, and I'm like, God, this is the nerdiest thought I've ever had. <laughs> so that's it. That that's our stuff. What else? What else? What else? What has happened? Um, fuck it. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Comics and stuff. I did go to the comic shop. Oh, I did want to mention this. So, um, our friend uh, Douglas Wolk is a reviewer of yeah. Myriad, this, that, and the other, and a very talented writer. He had just tweeted, uh, Louis like, Hawkeye number one came out this week, and he said, it's everything a superhero comic should be. It's it's smart, it's well-designed, and it's not like anything else. Yeah. So I, I was like, Douglas, you have good taste, and he speak, spoke very highly of it, and I'm like, it's four bucks, I'll go for it. So I picked it up. It's written by Matt Fraction, and I haven't read much of his stuff, and I can't remember who did the art. It um it was great. I it's and it's perfect timing because there are all these fangirls from the Avengers movie who are totally on Team Hawkeye. Oh, that Hawkeye! Yeah, I'm thinking of Hawkeye. Clint from Barlow, I think, is his name. Anyway, um, oh, okay. Uh, he it's this great little. It's it's totally you could stand on his own as a little one shot. It's about him when he's not an Avenger. That's the whole idea behind this this thing. Because Hawkeye is just a dude. Yeah, he's not super powered or anything like that. He's just really good archer, and that's you know he's just a bro. So it opens with him, like, him saying, he's like, I'm just a guy, and this is what I do, I'm not an Avenger. And it opens with him fighting these guys, and he falls off a roof. And this something happens all the time when you're a superhero. But because he's just Clint, he's in the hospital. <laughs> and he, like, almost ruptures his spleen, and he breaks everything. You have to worry about paying for it, too. It's not like and... one of those things where, like, well, he Avengers does have, the Avengers issue. have very good health insurance. Oh, okay, he yeah. makes that joke. But, no, it's a great... Wait, who's this written by? It's written by Matt Fraction, that's what I just said. Well, like, the who's Matt Fraction? Great. Oh, he's he's written a bunch of stuff. He did um, 
he he was most known his his indie book or his um self owned book is um Casanova. Yeah, because I know I've heard the name before. Yeah, yeah. he's worked, it was he's indie. done a lot of of work for Marvel. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I cannot speak highly enough of this Hawkeye book. It reminds me a lot, weirdly, of um, <sighs> shit. I loved it. Um, Incognito. Incognito, I loved. It was. Incognito. Um, I've talked about it before. It's yeah. about. Um, uh, it's actually about a super villain, who goes in the witness protection program and has to take a drug to suppress his powers and stuff. And so he has to kind of reintegrate into mundane life. Yeah. But it was. It's really that is a really a kind of a false comparison because it's really and then it's an it's all inner dialogue, internal dialogue. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The way the art is drawn and inked and laid out, and then the coloring is all very reminiscent of of Incognito. Mm, okay. And it's very funny, very well written. I really enjoyed it. I'm not a superhero book kind of person, um, but what I loved about Hawkeye is it's just all on its own. You don't need to know anything about it. You just can pick it up and start reading it, mm. which is great. Because conversely, the other thing that I had in my stack was the most recent issue of Ultimate Spider Man. This is what I fucking love about Ultimate Spider-Man. This has happened a couple of times. Inter- Ultimate Spider-Man is very much so self-contained. You don't need to read any of the other Ultimate books until there's some sort of Ultimate Universe shift thing. And, like, apparently, out of the blue, Ultimate Spider-Man has been just kind of motoring along with the whole Miles Morales. You know, Miles Morales yeah. is the new Spider-Man. And him being a young boy and dealing with that and dealing with his uncle who's a super villain and all this stuff. Meanwhile, this issue opens up. He's just had this huge climactic battle with his uncle that ended very badly wait who's his uncle his uncle is just some guy it's not a villain you know oh okay yeah um uh anyway so um and then this huge climax to battle and meanwhile the lead-in like before it's like here's who miles morales is like this one page is like here's what you need to know going to this book it's like oh oh by the way um the united states is currently in revolt Here's is this the text thing what, on the inside of yeah, the front cover? There's yeah, like, there's literally a map of the United States showing which states are in rebellion. Texas has seceded from the Union. Yeah. All these other things. Well, that's not going to take much. Well, it, it just cracks me up. It's like literally half the United States. What's, what's Oregon? Half, oh, um, we are in control by, I think we're still in control by the U.S. government. Oh, okay. I, I did not pay too much attention because mostly I was just going, what the is fuck? Is this completely abrupt from the issue before? <laughs> yes. So it really is. Oh, okay, it's not like you just missed <laughs> an issue or two. It is genuinely like, if I were oh, reading, that's really cool. If is I were this, reading the Ultimates, I would know. Is this I guess. a one-off issue then? <coughs> no. This thing? Or no, it really just, just spontaneously just Well, it's off in the Ultimate new. Universe. So this is what is happening also in the Ultimate Universe. So it has to be happening uh, in Tumul- So it has no bearing. So, well, no, here's the bearing. So there is this terrible thing that is happening to the United States. And what's happening in the Ultimate... <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. <coughs> I'm getting off a clint. <laughs> what happened to Miles Morales? So, Miles, what happened before Peter Parker died? Yeah. He had met up with the Avengers in this world. They are the Ultimates. And they were going to coach him in superheroing because he's just some dumb fuck who's his kid. Yeah. And it doesn't really go very well. And then on top of that, the reason why Peter Parker dies is there's snipers trying to get Captain America. Mm-hmm. And Peter Parker takes the bullet. That is how Peter Parker dies in the Ultimate Universe. So, meanwhile, there's this new kid who's Miles Morales, who's now Spider-Man. And S.H.I.E.L.D. knows who he is and he tells the Avengers. And, um... They're like, oh, well, we need to go talk to this kid because and Captain America feels terrible because he feels this terrible sense yeah. of obligation. And um, so all these, these superheroes are talking about, oh, we got to go talk to this kid because he's Spider-Man now and can't, he can't get into trouble or anything like that. And I'm just sitting here going, isn't America an active revolt? Don't you literally have something better to do than go wipe the nose of this 13-year-old boy? Yeah. 
I, it's just ridiculous. It's everything that I dislike about comics. Is Bendis in charge of any of the other Ultimate Comics stuff? So he is, is one he... of the quote unquote architects of the Ultimate Universe. Oh, okay, he... so he he's going somewhere with at least with the, if if the whole United States is falling apart. Like there's some point to it. It's not oh, just... well, it's a, it's a storyline like in another book. Else's. Yeah, it's a storyline in another book. It has no bearing on Ultimate Spider-Man, other than that's what's going so on. So he's not bringing in the Ultimate Spider-Man to like suddenly thread this in that like maybe Spider-Man's well, going like, to contribute to the spider. Everything is going to hell. Oh, I'm sure the storyline is called "Divided We Fall." Oh yeah, that's and the cover is, yeah. is Spider-Man clasping the hand of Captain America. Because you don't bring like, the storyline into this. Spider-Man, even though even if it is taking in uh, taking place in that world, without the, like impacting the characters and the impact characters being able to impact. Well, that in story a perfect back. world, of course. Well, but that, it's just if you if you have any storytelling chops as well. What I'm saying, yeah. Which you know, the... it just cracks me up. It's like I wish. What's also really funny is while I was at the comic shop, I forgot that there's now the Ultimate Spider-Man TV show. So there on the shelf, which is very bad. I, I mentioned it in the past. Is Remember, it was a subscription Spider-Man that was fifty dollars. Game that came out of cool. So it's that... just like Ultimate Spider-Man. It's kind of like the backbone of Spider-Man right now. No, no, not really. I thought they took a lot of the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff from the movie. Sort of, except for you know him being black now, but. No, I mean, sort of. You could yeah. kind of say that, but in that it was a rebooted Spider-Man. Yeah, but, you know. yeah. Anyway, no, but there was an Ultimate Spider-Man game a couple of years ago, and it actually tied into the comics. Like, yeah. if you read the comics and then played that game, it actually foreshadowed stuff that was going to happen in the comics. It was actually very nice, very nicely handled. But anyway, no, so what cracks me up is that now there is the Ultimate Comics TV show, or excuse me, Ultimate Spider-Man TV show comic book called Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm standing there in the bookstore, and I'm like, what is... what? Oh. Is it drawn in a more cartoony style then? Like it's it's, like, it's so clearly that they just they they paid some kid beans to draw it. So there's some comics where you pick them up and you're like, this is a labor of love. They went to someone who was really excited about this property and put their heart and soul in it. They're working officially for DC or Marvel. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then there are other comics you pick up and like they gave these kids two weeks to do four issues. Yeah. And they just crapped it out. Aww. It's really cute because they're trying to be more cartoony because the book the show is very yeah, exactly, yeah. chunky and all that sort of stuff. It's just not very good. I apologize right now. My one of my goals, I'm like, I'm never gonna shit on anything in this podcast because it's just not kind. The internet is enough shitting upon. But the fake Ultimate Spider-Man. It just cracks me up. I mean, for me, I was like, what happened? Why? Why this? <laughs> Spider-Man. Why, I don't know why, why people betray me. It is really funny. It's like, here's the comic book that I love that I've been reading for 12 years that is really not How'd very you find interesting right now. The, the, the... I'm sorry, go ahead. As compared to this one, this issue I picked up of some character I don't even care about yeah. by a creative team I'm not even cognizant of that was actually really, really <laughs> good. And everything that is good about superhero comics. Yeah. Ugh, I like have Hawkeye. That's not nothing. I'm bummed the Mass Effect comics are bad. I'm bad. I'm, oh, it's just, they're just mediocre. It's great that, like, Ultimate Spider-Man's kind of gone on a weird angle at that with the... Uh, part of me feels like a jackass, because it's like, I sometimes I think about it, I'm like, maybe it's just not for me anymore. Maybe huh? it's just now become com- a comic like, for someone else, which is fine. It's not really possible. But it's just sad. You've been reading it for long enough, it. I'm surprised it hasn't shaken you off its shoulders yet. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, I love those reading people. Because you've been reading it for like six years. Oh, God, more than that. I've been yeah. reading it since issue one, and they had their 10th anniversary a oh, couple Jesus. years ago. Okay. So, more than a decade. Well, even if you wander away from the comic, it doesn't keep you from coming back to, back to oh, it yeah. someday. It just know? makes me sad. I love the ritual of yeah. going to the comic shop and getting my issues. And right now, I don't have anything. Cause... You're talking about someone who got depressed because... I lost my Mad Men Legend of Korra Game of Thrones weekends. I just happened to be going for like a month <laughs> yeah. and a half. And that was only for a month and a half, whereas like you've had this ritual for 10 years. The now. only comic yeah. that's out right now that I actually get excited about is the Adventure Time comic. And yeah. other than that, there's really nothing at the bookstore that I'm Oh man, about. I saw the best episode of Adventure Time last night. Yeah. It's called To Cut a Woman's Hair. This is so far, by far, my most favorite episode I saw where Finn. 
uh, this this ugly uh, tree witch ends up sitting on Jake, and she's like, uh, Finn, you better go get me some fucking Harrison cult uh, cover up my bald spot, otherwise I'm just gonna suck your uh, your dog up to my butthole. <laughs> I love it. And so she makes. So Finn's gotta go out and get the, like, cut the hair off a of princess to bring back to this oh, tree witch. Yes. And, like, he tries to cut some hair off a lumpy space princess because she got a slight little bit of fuzz. Yeah. And there's just all kinds of shit in this episode where it's not necessarily the plot is hilarious, but there's one thing where the revelation where he, uh, Finn ends up deciding to donate his own hair to uh, the, the, the the tree witch. Oh, yeah, that's where he takes off his hat and his, like, luxurious yeah. long Yeah, well, it's not even he's like, I'll give it to you, uh, tree witch. And she's like, you will? And he's like, yes. And suddenly he freezes for a moment and his hair just pops off. It doesn't, like, the shot doesn't change. It's just suddenly yeah. now he's bald. Yeah. And suddenly now she's got his hair, which is just a great, like, almost like Chuck Jones, like, yeah. weird little, like, it's super cartoony kind of gag. And, like, yeah, there's this whole thing where, like, there's this beautiful princess who died of baldness. And, like, that episode is, well, he ends up taking Princess Bubblegum on a date because he thinks in order to get the uh, the hair off of Princess, he has to woo one. Yeah. And so he tries to get Princess Bubblegum's hair, which actually turns out not to be hair because it's Bubblegum. It's Bubblegum. But, like, he ends up forcing her on, like, on this quick, like, 30-second date where he's, like, throwing, like, spaghetti at her out of his backpack and shit. Like, that episode was fucking bonkers. I love that shit. Adventure Time is just great. Oh, and man. the Adventure Time comics, see, that is a perfect example of a license comic yeah. it is the best licensed comic i have ever seen and it's people who are I, i'm so impressed about it it was such a contrast i also got um dragon age the silent grove yeah. which is a dragon age comic starring three of my Felicity. favorite characters yeah. um alistair from dragon age origin my favorite character um isabella from dragon age 2 is one of my favorite characters and also varick who's great and uh, going on a misadventure, it's written by one of the the writers of Dragon Age, and it's and all the the or home home like what is it home world stories? Isn't they're all written by him, and it's just kind of aren't some of the Mass Effect comics written by those guys? They're yeah. not very good either. Yeah, no, that's what that's all of them. Uh, all of them have been written by the Mass Effect teams. That's not good. And they're just what I think are is the games terrible too? We just don't know it. <laughs> well, no. What's, what's interesting is I'm, I'm I've been thinking about, it, and they're not bad. They're just not... Just kind of meh. But when you compare that to the Adventure Time comics, the Adventure Time comics are not written or done by anyone who has worked on the TV shows per se. Like, there are some people who have done storyboarding. They've done some work on on Adventure Time comics. But they just go... They're so smart about going to people and, like, giving them... like, Like, the people that they choose are good comics people to begin with and are just naturally very inclined towards a sort of humor and storytelling. So it's a perfect marriage. So rather than going to people, like, you write this, we'll just hire some kid and have them draw it and go to town. As opposed to, like, going to people who are like, you have this sense of humor, you have this style. You should totally do an Adventure Time comic. Yeah. It is just—it's the smartest way it could be done. Well, it doesn't help. It, well, it, it helps the Adventure Time comics that the Adventure Time comics is going to be a hell of a lot easier to put together than like a Mass Effect comic. This in is terms true. Of, like, artwork and stuff like that. One person can easily put—well, not easily, but in terms of comics compared to like, uh, you know, a comic where you're trying to like make everything look like just like the, from the world of the video game of Mass Effect or Dragon Age. Oh, Adventure okay. Time. Like I said, Adventure Time is a cartoon. Looks like an, uh, a crappy indie comic that got turned into a cartoon. In the Garrus uh, Mass Effect comic, yeah. um, all the villain, all the gangsters on, um, uh, not Iliad. God damn it, uh, Omega. Yeah. All the gangsters on Omega use knives, like like what? fucking like but not butcher knives, like um like Bowie knives. Blades? No, Why? Bowie knives. Just because they can't show guns or something? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yes. I saw two. I saw a Solarian with a knife. They get shot because they don't have guns. <laughs> I don't know. That's how they're that losing all these fights. That's the weird thing. It's the weirdest thing. 
I've never. It's and not I even think like, about it. I can never think of seeing a single knife in the Mass Effect universe. It's not like like we're just representative of their culture. Right? No, you know, like there's any no. kind of justification. The, the, the thugs, they got knives. It's just so Somebody's funny. Somebody's seen too much West Side Story. So yeah, funny. But they're uh, just not. I feel bad because I should like them, and I keep buying them. You know, it's because Garrus is knife princess. <laughs> You totally need to catch an adventure time because you have to see Princess Cookie. Princess Cookie is such a great <laughs> I, episode. I, I, I was I was thinking about watching the episodes out of order, but I guess it's it's developing more of a canonical story. There is a where there's like continuity. Flame Princess. Flame Princess and did show up in those pieces. Of... It it well, it's one of those shows where there is a payoff for watching them in order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it was like like it seems like you like even Lumpy Space Princess is kind of developing from cartoon to cartoon, yeah. even though she's a completely random character. Yeah. But like in To Cut a Woman's Hair, she's like she's ran away from home. You don't find yeah. out yet. I'm sure you eventually find out why. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, Finn finds her. She's just sleeping like in a fucking dump somewhere. <laughs> she's like, ah, I'm, I'm not gonna go home. Fuck you guys. I'm like, uh, I'll, don't wake me up. I'll cut you. I'll cut you it's just oh my god but yeah it's adventure time i'm glad you guys are watching i'm glad it's funny because i only watched the first season and a half and i got you guys into it well no i didn't well i i I mentioned you a couple times you're like okay bill whatever you adventure time blah 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 but then wait who got it who got you well kelly kelly nelson Nelson was staying in town and i was trying i was like i should we should do something i should dance for her and she was like i don't know let's watch adventure time so we did. That killed a lot of time. You guys should have just watched Adventure. You should we watched watch like eight episodes. Yeah. Oh man. What I thought was really interesting is when they when they when I watched the most this because on Monday it was our last day on the road on this vacation. Yeah. And so we were talking about what to do for dinner and they're like, now let's just order pizza in a hotel room and watch the Olympics and Adventure Time because <laughs> we watch Adventure Time on the TV. What was really weird is that you know there's two two little episodes in each installment of Adventure yeah. Time. There was one old episode and one new episode. Is that, and that makes sense because on iTunes they only show have a new episode posted every two weeks. I wonder if that's how they share it. I saw people were complaining about this latest season, like whatever. Or maybe it's just the most recent thing. Poster, it's it's kind of weird and stagnant and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there, it's ha- it was one episode like old old episode, but I'm still like a two and a half seasons behind, so I don't have to worry about it. It's good stuff. I'm I just good. can't wait for Bimo Noir. That's right. I still don't know. Bimo showed up a couple times, and but Bimo. I some tells me I've not seen the best Bimo's cuts of Bimo the yet. Best. I love Bebo. So yeah, the only thing that happened this week is I bought I bought Star Wars The Millennium Falcon Owner's Workshop Manual. Mike Russell, he found this in a bookshop and he was tweeting about that. And the moment I saw this, I was like, oh my god, I gotta get, uh, get this. Because people who don't know, these Haynes Owner's Workshop Manual books are fucking amazing. Well, I guess like what for cars, you can buy these uh, uh, car uh, manuals. Yeah. They're essentially your guide to like how your car works. It's essentially an instruction manual for real world cars. This, uh, the company that produces these manuals, they got really smart, and they started, uh, producing manuals for fictional vehicles. Well, not even fictional vehicles, but for real, real world vehicles, uh, real, real, I can't even speak, real world vehicles like the Titanic and the Space Shuttle, which are really well informative about how those, like, the Space Shuttle and the, and the Titanic were actually built, mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff, presented under the guise of this being... Uh, a manual that just happened to come with your purchase of the space shuttle right. or the Titanic, or in this case, the Millennium Falcon. And uh, it's, 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 it's really fucking cute. It talks about all the history of uh, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is I'm not a big fan of like expanded universe Star Wars stuff because a lot of that stuff is like badly written. And frankly, I don't give a shit about any kind of Star Wars stuff that takes place outside of the movies, but it's just great. Them just like, just uh, doing all the mental gymnastics of, yeah. like, trying to figure out how the Millennium Falcon works yeah. and, like, layouts of the Millennium Falcon. This is where they poop. 
And if you wanted to order your own Millennium Falcon, like, the different, like, add-on options you can get, you could get, like, different, like, you know, berths and, like, yeah, you can get, like, fucking pontoons so your Millennium Falcon can float on the water. And it's just, it's it's a cute goddamn little book. Yeah. Yeah, just by the Haynes Corporation. I like that the quote-unquote new pictures of the Millennium Falcon are still the Millennium Falcon all beat to shit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, technically, I guess there should be a guide for the, what was it, the YT-1300 Corellian light stock freighter, yeah. but specifically because Millennium Falcon is the most uh, famous instant of that craft, this is kind of focused around the Millennium Falcon. But yeah, no, it's all written from in-universe continuity, so it's the whole book's kind of written almost like an imperial docket talking about how the Millennium Falcon is the most infamous, blah blah blah, and it's 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 pretty goddamn cute. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, no, that, that's the only thing that happened to me this week was just kind of reading that and just watching a shitload of Olympics and man, did anything interesting work? Oh, you didn't hear about the Kotaku stuff. So what? So you have an opinion about this? About the thing I don't know about. Yeah, so Kotaku really posted. Thing. It was a Jason Schreier at Kotaku. I don't know if this is even worth talking about. He posted an editorial today talking about how uh, communication and transparency uh, between the media and video game companies is is incredibly important. There needs to be more of it. Because uh, he was talking about how he was interviewing. I think it was like Square. Yeah. About how many people worked on their latest, like, th- like, Kingdom Hearts 3DS game. Yeah. And, like, the PR guy stepped in and said, oh, we can't talk about that. That's, like, a trade secret. And the guy's like, it's just, I could find out that information just by counting up the credits at the end of the game. Like, why is this, like, why why are you doing this? And so he kind of wrote this whole editorial about how, yeah, video games, like, video games would benefit from companies being able to talk to each other, being more transparent with the media and stuff like that, which is not necessarily wrong, but it is kind of, that's not the way the real world works, though. Yeah, I mean, that's how it's true of any, any... Yeah, any kind of, especially any kind of tech yeah. product, yeah. like a consumer product-heavy industry. Yeah. I mean, you don't see Apple, like, contemplate, like, hmm, maybe you should be more transparent with talking to Samsung about how our next iPad's going to work. Yeah. Uh, and also, so much of game development is not sexy or interesting. Well, exactly, yeah, that's what you mentioned, that's completely true, too. And so I guess this just got posted like a day or two ago, and then today, uh, was it Gabe? No, wait. Tycho. Tycho from Penny Arcade. The Jerry. One that doesn't make jokes about Jerry, Mike. the bald one. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of the Olympics, real quick, the men's synchronized diving swimming team. Yeah. Their uh, coaches. It's two guys. One's a little sh- uh, stocky bald guy. Another yeah. guy's a big tall guy with like a, kind of like a ra- raggedy beard. Yeah. They look like super ripped versions <laughs> of the Penny Arcade guys. <laughs> I saw that too. I was laughing. Why? Even the bug guy has a little bit of a hook, like like a beaky nose. Yeah. It was hilarious. But anyway, so yeah, uh, so uh, Jerry from uh, Painter Arcade today, he just took the fucking Kotaku to town talking about how like this is the utterances of a child who does not know what the hell they're talking about. But then people pointed out this is completely uh, contrary to Penny Arcade. Like six years ago, had a strip about um, it was uh, one of the guys from EGM was giving was it Peter Moore. Slack about like why why does the PlayStation Two suck or why does the PlayStation Three suck? Yeah, and they were celebrating the fact that like a gaming journalist finally had the balls to actually confront like yeah. this video game person, and now here six years later they're like, well, oh, you different. shouldn't you shouldn't expect transparency from it's different. it was like this verbal slapping. You have to read the excerpt, but yeah. I don't know. But uh, you know what ha- what's what the differences between Penny Arcade now and Penny Arcade six years ago? Bottom three money. video games that they were Not involved in. I'm just saying, man. Yeah. They've been on the other side of that fence now. Yeah. Also, there's just been under, under uh, beneath a whole lot more critical scrutiny since then. For not even just yeah. the video games, but all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're kind of on the other side of the fence now. They're not. They're they're not really on the. No, they're not. Dude, they are in orbit. They are penny arcade. They are unlike anything else that exists now or ever has existed. They're not really with like gamer like on the street gamers anymore. Not to say mm-hmm. with. Not to say like. 
they have to be with us. No. But, you know, their 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 point of view, yeah, is they not like the normal guy unique who unique point of view. Yeah, but right. they're not like on the side of the journalists. I hate to say sides because it makes it sound like we're we're fighting a giant war between developers and the consumers and the I'm journalists. I'm not saying if it's a street knife, but Penny Arcade has a Tommy gun and a knife fight. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So that was just kind of a brouhaha that came up on the internet today. I missed all the internet. You missed everything. Internet was bullshit. And on vacation, we have anything interesting to talk about other than everyone's stupid. Yet, how much time do we just film? <laughs> Uh, you know what? Because Mountain Lion fucks up with GarageBand, I have no idea how long we've been recording for. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back with a Geek Week review in a bit. Alright. Open up your golden gates California Okay, so Annie and I, we're trying to figure something out. The pencil test. So I went to a, ta- a, a store here in town. Oh, we don't, okay. We, I don't know if you wanted to talk about it, but I just I wanted to. Okay, yeah. It's actually great. Any Portland women who are listening to this cannot recommend this place enough. It's a place called The Pencil Test. It's up on Alberta. And it is. she specializes in D-Cups Plus. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about this lady who, who owns this shop, she just opened it like back in September. Yeah. The lady who owns and runs this shop, literally, I walked in. Started talking to her a little bit. Uh, um, she told me to spin around. Yeah, this she, is why you're still clothed. You just walked in off the yeah. street. It's not like she hand and I'm like, oh, I want to try on some bras, and she's like, and she's like, well, what's your size? And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, do you want to measure me? And she goes, no, 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 we don't do measurements here. Mm-hmm. She tells me to spin around. She hands me a bra. She says, don't look at the size. Just go put it on. I put it on. I've never had a bra fit me in my entire life. Were the other bras she actually just that bad? It. Well, I mean, it's built. They just don't fit quite. See, that's what as a guy, it's hard for me to understand. Well, you never put on shirts where like the the sleeve, like the shoulders are too big or too small. Or, I don't like, wear clothing don't most often when people aren't around. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I like to be free, especially living in a basement. Man, I get to sit here. Uh, Bill, have you ever tried to put no? But like the uh, fact like, that you've got tits and like they're hang- like it just seems like there's so many moving yeah. parts. It just well, see that's man. the thing with most with with bras. It's weird because you can have things that sort of fit, but that's don't. what I'm saying. And I'm like because there's the band size and then I can't the cup size. And I guess after a while, depending on your tits and like whatever bras are available, you have to get used to like okay, well this fits, but this doesn't. Well, I'm just gonna have to. Well, see the thing is, on a correctly uh, fitted bra, you don't. Yeah. But like the the cup size that I have does not I've never because in in most stores you cannot get bigger than double D yeah and much less triple D and it's not and triple D is not actually what size do they go up to they go up to like K or something like that? yes I think K is one of the bigger okay yeah. ever one of the bigger cups yeah but yeah it's just like it and we were talking about it just like there's a lot of shame around women having. Like breast sizes, like you only hear the word triple D in the context of pornography. Yeah, and triple Which D is because triple really, D is not that big. It's people really, like, people have a weird ideas of what yeah. really. Well, so big and she, tits well, that's one thing we're talking about. She's like, there's a lot of shame because you have big tits, but you don't have like unnaturally big tits. No, you got big boobs, but it's, it's you're I, you're on the superhero uh, superheroine cover of a comic book big tits. You're not like. De- well, Debbie Derry Dezongas. I I have the the breasts of a you know Irish German woman who is a little heavy. Yeah. You know, 
and it's just like it just it just was we had a really neat conversation actually. The lady runs it. I cannot speak of it highly enough. Like I, she just handed me a bra. Is she kind of heavy or perfect? I'm just kind of curious if no. that's like. Oh, she okay. she is what did she actually told me. She's like she's like I am an H cup, and she's like and she doesn't look. What well, cracks well, me what I'm up saying, yeah. when you put on a bra that fits that actually fits you, your boobs look smaller. Your boobs look smaller because you're actually because like when you're wearing a shitty bra that doesn't really fit you, it's kind of mashing are being things around, pe- mashed together and yeah. bulked out in weird ways, and it makes your tits look bigger. I'm not going to look down. I'm looking you in the eye. Very studiously making eye contact. Are you wearing it now? I am wearing it now. Okay, I'm not looking. <laughs> Good on you, Bill. Well, I thought you looked anyway, more flat chested today. Congratulations. Yeah. But no, anyway, Bill was uh, making it. He's like, "What is the?" pencil test because i always assumed i was talking to my friend bahar and like i was assumed that like the pencil test you fail the pencil test if you you know you stick the pencil under i'm assuming everyone knows what the pencil so yes test we're, gonna, is. we're gonna back up a second the pencil test is something humiliating that you actually have to do when you're a girl in elementary school i didn't realize this is i thought this was just like a f- stupid folklore thing no i, I mean it is true if you if you fail the pencil test then you have to wear a sport to bro. do this well, they don't actually hand you a pencil and say, do it now. But that is that is the rule. Uh, so it is if you if you are if your breasts are developed enough that you could lift up your breast, put a pencil underneath it, put your breast down, and the pencil will be held in place, then you have to wear a sports bra. If you do not if your pencil will fall freely from that perspective, you I could do s- not have to wear a I can see provide from from a lady's perspective that is failing the pencil test. <laughs> so this is the conversation guy's perspective, I'm like, man, you passed the shit out. <laughs> Pencil test. Bill's proposing that you win the pencil test if you hold the Might pencil well be, in place. Well, we call the the guy's tongue test to see, like, yeah, can you make yeah. a sandwich out of, yeah. But yeah, no. When you are when you are a young girl, Aww. and they're like, "Hey, can you?" It is a point of. It's like it's not a thing you're excited about. Is hey, you got tits? Now you have to wear. Sports so your bra. point is the pencil test wins, passes in general. Not that anyone failed the pencil test, but the shop called the pencil test. The shop. Well, the whole thing is that it's bigger cup sizes, so it's actually brilliant. It's yeah. a brilliant. What's name. A, what's the smallest cup sizes they have? Like C's. Well, at they the started. Most? No, there are some B cups in there, oh, but really? she specializes. Oh, okay, just specializes. Yeah, okay. So she anyone can show up there. Yeah. yeah, I highly recommend. I can't speak highly enough. Any Portland woman should go in there and get a goddamn bra that fits. Just to even know amazing. what size you are, that yeah. seems like that would be a big help. Yeah, thing. man, goddamn it, it's good. Isn't it a big deal though? Like, don't ladies' tits get bigger like when they're menstruating and shit like too? That, well, so that's over, not necessarily always is, a static thing. Well, usually, like over the course of six months, you can go up or down of cup size. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. but so I you mean, might want to get fitted like twice a year. But you know, yeah. it's it's closer to that. That's on what? How old are you? I am 28. It took you 28 years to find something yeah. that supports your tits correctly. Yeah. That's a bitch. It's I'm crazy. glad at least importantly you can find something like that. Yeah. I, hopefully this lady will get like an online storefront so she can tell well, the Well, the whole point... The well, you can buy these bras anywhere. You can I know, buy them online. but like... The yeah. whole point is that you actually... She walks in... She See, there's a lot oh, of shame around too. having it. Because, yeah. you know, like you go to a store and there's like a stranger there and they're like putting tape around you and it's really... You've never gone to Victoria's Secrets or any of that shit, right? Well, Victoria's Secret doesn't carry my size. Oh, really? They max out at double D. You think with them being all like, oh, you have big tit malls. Oh, no. With the Super Bowl. No, man. Around. No. That's not... I like the idea that like their tits only look big, those girls, because they're so tiny otherwise. It's like well, double D tits on also, a girl who's like five feet tall. The whole point about Lane Bryant is Lane Bryant sells a lot of more tit shame stuff, like boosting shit. You know, like stuff that will make your tits look bigger. Not okay. just a bra. Like oh. a bra that will make your boobs look better and bigger and fuller uh, and all that whereas shit. Whereas this stuff is just concentrated. It's, it's just hey, stra- you know yeah. what? You know not wag around sometimes. Sometimes you just want to stay in place. She, they sell swimsuits. Oh, really? Yeah, like that are for ladies with tits, which I actually have a lot of trouble finding. Yeah. 
and like cute bras. Because when you there's a certain point where like you know what I'm a big lady I'm not gonna get a cute bra anymore. I don't get someone polka dots or anything Something like that. Little you know? Exactly, and it's like no, these are cute fucking bras and they Aww. fucking fit. This, but that really it was more than in the selection. That's not really what because they have a very. You have to shop like a normal human small, being at that point. Well, no, yeah. it's a very small selection of stuff. She doesn't have a whole lot of stuff. No, but, but you walk in the door. She says, "Spin around." She hands you a bra and you put on a bra that fits. The fully go to this? Yeah. Did she she did not get a bra. Oh okay. As soon as I was well, she's done, got her sports bra. Another and shit like that. another lady walked in. Oh no, she wants to. She just there's another. Lady oh, there's a yeah, thing like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Any any Portland lady should go to the pencil test. Um, Let's actually go to Geek Week and review. Like more important to. news. Wait, is this the, really the most important news we got this week? Man, what a shitty Geek Week and review. Uh, I was away. I have no idea what happened. Peter Jackson is confirmed we're getting a third Hobbit movie in 2014. He's turning the Hobbit into three movies. How do you do that? I'm assuming because he's uh, he's already filmed. He's finished filming the yeah. first two Hobbit movies. Yeah. When he was filming the original Lord of the Rings movies, like in the commentaries and shit for all twelve of the uh, twelve hours of that shit, he was talking about how he eventually wanted to do a movie about. Uh, like, in the appendices of the last Lord of the Rings books, yeah. there's, uh, I guess something happens where Aragorn, Strider, what's his name, Sexy Face? Uh, Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen? Yeah. No, nah, that's what he's called in the book. But he and Gandalf end up having to go f- uh, find Gollum, and it's supposed to be kind of a linking thing between, like, The Hobbit and, it, you know, it takes place after the events of the, the, the Hobbit, but before yeah. Lord of the Rings. And it's supposed to be, like, this explains, uh, like, how the forces of evil find out about the Shire, and it yeah. kind of sets up the events of... Uh, the first Lord oh, of the Rings movie. Okay. And he had mentioned in a commentary once that he would love to turn that into a movie if he ever got the time and money. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, this, I'm wondering if this is not that it's going to be a third Hobbit movie, but just going to be a third movie that connect, connect, uh, connects the two Hobbit movies with the Lord of the Rings movies that have already been yeah. made. I don't know. He hasn't said that, but that's my suspicion. Because, he's, yeah, he's already filmed what he needs for The Hobbit. Yeah. Unless he's really going to make The Hobbit a fucking children's book. Lord of the Rings, at least, is kind of a fantasy novel. They're fucking huge. I could see why that would take three hours, three three-hour-long movies to film that shit. But the Lord of the, the, the Hobbit is a fucking little English kids' book. It doesn't need to be three hours long. So every everyone's flipping out about this. this. Every time I look at all the Hobbit stuff, it just makes me sad for poor Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro, he was ready. He's like, tap me in, coach. What happened with that? How did he end up losing that gig? I don't know. He did all of, He did all the development stuff. Well, supposedly a lot of the monster designs are yeah. being used. It's just he's yeah. not directing it, but like a lot of the visual development stuff he did. Did it, um, did what, his, his post Story of the Rings movie, didn't it bomb the Lovely Bones or whatever? Yeah, that got fucked up. Yeah. And then King Kong. Yeah, that's what happened. Well, no, Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah, the Peter Jackson. Yeah, that's probably was he, that explains why he's going back to the Hobbit well right now. Especially three Hobbit wells. Yep. Gonna make so much money. That's right. Now he can make, like, a bomb, a movie about, like, the creature from the Black Lagoon that'll bomb <laughs> or something. Someone, something that he thinks is a great idea, but no one else gives a shit about. Yep. But I don't know, I feel bad, because I got, like, I should, like, I don't, I, I'm willing to give Peter Jackson the, the benefit of the doubt. Because, you know, the Lord of the Rings movies were the best possible live-action Lord of the Rings movies you'd yeah. ever ho- hope for in this well, day and age. And they were but nice and just... culturally impactful in a fun way. Yeah. You know? And it seems like these, these Hobbit movies are going to be good. But yeah, I, he should have come out and actually explained a little bit more what this third movie was going to be. Because now everyone's like, oh my god, how can, how can Bill, are you saying he out? needs more transparency uh, on a movie true. that's not going to come out for four years? Did you see Kotaku is reviewing uh, Chicken McNuggets now? Well, they have their whole snack taku thing. That was actually one of the snack taku entries. That was what did it for me in Kotaku. I'm like, no more. No more Kotaku. Kelly was going off about that. She's like, <laughs> she's, she had this great just tweeting thing where she was talking to her husband, like, so honey. So we gotta take a moment here. So Kelly Nelson, Kelly Nelson is a, a fucking Twitter, godsend. She's, her Twitter account is Iggy Means Heroin. <laughs> and she, her, her uh, Twitter her icon tweets, is Psyduck. 
Her tweets are my favorite tweets of any Twitter in the world. Just, she is the best Twitter feed. I cannot she's recommend She's angry, but not, like, arbitrarily angry. She's just fucking hilarious and oh, just sick and tired of life, but really funny. Best. and Yeah. I cannot add her to your Twitter feed and see if you... See if you. She's the person who introduced Danny to Adventure Time, for Christ's right. sakes. She's yeah. also good people. So. Um, what else happened? Uh, Hollywood else? is mulling a potential prequel to The Shining. Like that's such a weird thing. Well, didn't 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 am I misremembering? Didn't Stephen King do a sequel to The Shining? He has written one that's coming out next year. Okay, but like a book sequel. Yeah, but yeah. Why uh, didn't they just option that? I I guess maybe that's not. Everyone wants to do prequels and shit now. That's it's not true. even so much about sequels anymore. It's all about prequels and reboots right now. Which is yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just go back and reboot The Shining or remake The Shining. Yeah. I mean, I think somebody was it Stephen King actually wrote and directed a re, uh, like a made for TV Wait, remake of The Shining. The Shining. Yeah, he he like. Which is funny, because it's not like The Shining's that deep that, like, if you fuck with the story, like, you're losing any kind of, like, like, oh my god, you're you're missing out on the, my original vision of what The Shining's supposed to be. It's a fucking horror story about a crazy alcoholic guy in a, in a fucking hotel. That's what the movie is. It's just, like, yeah. the details are different, but you get the gist of it. Uh, but, yeah, it sounds like Stephen King's not involved with this or anything like that. I have no idea what the prequel would be. Well, The Shining, have you ever seen The Shining? You know what it's about? I know what it's about mostly from spoofs of it. The I think Shining's... everything I know about The Shining, I learned about that from that episode of The Simpsons. The Shining? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, yeah, no, it's about a, like a psychic kid who gets stuck in a, yeah, a haunted hotel with his crazy uh, dad. And uh, in, the, in The Shining, there's an old uh, caretaker played by, was it Scatman Crothers? Yeah. Who he also has The Shining too. Mm -hmm. And maybe this could be a story about him like in World War II or something like that. Like... It may not even involve the hotel or anything like that. It would just be like... We well, you know the last shot is going to be him getting this job at the Oh, hotel. exactly. It would be leading up to... And it sounds God like they, it. they mean this to be like a sequel to that version of The Shining. So would it like... Mm. Presumably they could end up, you know, filming up at the fucking... Timberline Lodge? Yeah. I don't know. You have to Photoshop out all the ugly shit that they've added to the Timberline Lodge. Oh, yeah? Like the Chuck E. Cheese oh. next door and stuff? God. Did you not have a good time when you were up there? Well, I've only... Well, it was there when, when we went. Did yeah. you? No, you would never went. No, no, I went up there. They're scared you know, of me that ugly seventies, like or eighties edition that's to the left of the. Oh, no, I've never Lodge. seen that. Oh, yeah. it's ass ugly. You haven't seen it because it's ugly. <laughs> they hide it. All the, all the promotional posters and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, pictures of a Durango development kit got leaked online as someone offered to sell uh, their kit for ten thousand dollars. The so Dur Durango is the code for the Xbox or the PS3? The next PS4, Xbox. And say. why people think this is legit, because uh, there were photos of this kit running what looks to be the next Xbox's UI, which Ooh. the development version actually looks a lot, a lot like the Xbox Live yeah, UI, I can't imagine it's but slightly different. different. And supposedly, well, a lot of people blew this off, uh, but then uh, supposedly a lot of journalists uh, were getting tips from people who are supposedly actually working on that hardware, who yeah. actually came out and said that actually that picture what he just posted is what we've got in our office right now too. Mm. So that's not interesting, but this yeah I don't know how this guy got his hands on this, but he was offering to sell it on eBay for ten thousand dollars. Wow. Um, has he got? Has it gone? Is the posting? Still I, that up? was a week ago. I probably got taken yeah, down or something like I that. I can't imagine that guy still has that in his possession. Um, this is more interesting to me than it will be to Annie. But again, with eBay, someone is uh, offering a Nintendo of America prototype version of the Legend of Zelda. Uh, on eBay for $150,000. Wow. This is just a uh, nearly complete version of the American version of The Legend of Zelda that is just like in a yellow cartridge. It's just a prototype version they were like 
weren't fit quite totally 100% done with the pro yeah. programming of, which was created like six months before the game actually came out. It's not that unique. Like, even the guy who's selling it says, like, yeah. the, the actual programming on. <laughs> Fuck this! <laughs> Fuck Mountain Lion! <laughs> We're just talking about Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss and Hugh Jackman. She's that... naked in that movie? Yeah. There's a, one she of gets the, naked? One of the hottest oh. makeout scenes oh, I've really? ever seen in any movie. It's actually very sad. Rachel Weiss has cancer. And Hugh Jackman is a research is, is researching a cure, and she is in a tub and she can't feel the heat of the tub. Mm -hmm. Like she's she's at the end stages of her disease. It's really actually very sad. Uh. But he makes out with her in the tub, and I'm like, I shouldn't think this is hot because this is she has cancer and she's dying and she can't sense things. But Hugh Jackman, fully clothed, getting into a clawfoot tub, you're a fatalistic romantic. With Rachel and you Weiss. think Hugh Jackman is hot. <laughs> oh man, that totally makes sense. That movie is so bad, but I don't care because it's Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weiss making eyes at each other. Uh, man, it's so bad. Weiss. It's so bad. It's uh, so bad. So that's happening. Anyway, uh, work on the Prometheus sequel, supposedly titled Paradise has been canceled, and everyone involved with that film is being killed. <laughs> Ridley yes, Scott's Phil. head has been put on a pike. Yes, Phil. Mm -hmm. Crows are eating it. Yay. Yay! So David Lindelof is not invited to Prometheus 2. Uh, no, this is this is pretty... Uh, they pretty much came out and said everything but, yeah, fuck David Lindelof. But yeah, no, yeah. like, they announced that, like, yeah, work on uh, the Prometheus Well, sequel. no, no, they said Which... it's because he's busy. He's busy, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's unfair to blame Lindelof. Oh yeah. It's not like he's. It's not like he snuck in all the plot holes while Ridley no. Scott was watching. This is was Ridley like, Scott's baby. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott is a shitty storyteller. Yeah. He's he can tell good stories if he gets a good script. It yeah. just depends on what fucking day of the week it is, what he had for yeah. lunch, whether sorry, or not he's going to make a good. It's the movie West or Wing not. metaphor. Is it going to be Uncle Fluffy or is it going to be Ridley Scott? Yeah. And a lot of with with Prometheus, it was half Uncle Fluffy, half Ridley well, Scott. Well, Uncle Fluffy when it came to the pictures. Yeah. But like Uncle Scott when it came to putting the script together, he was like, I don't know, I just need some of that alien money real quick. My <laughs> daughter's in school i gotta pay some tuition i know how to make this shit look pretty i already made the first one i already know how half this shit's gonna look there's a spaceship and alien shit I already made that we just, we just have to clone that shit uh but yeah hopefully it's it's did, really you, put, did you put on your geek week of the review of the australian billionaire did you no, put him on there what happened? there's an australian billionaire who wants to clone a dinosaur to put in his theme park <laughs> Adventure Time character? No, this is, there's an Australian billionaire. I only know because it was on Tumblr, what? accompanied with an unending array of Jurassic Park gifts. <laughs> no, I heard about yes, this. Yes, an Australian billionaire wants to clone, I think wants to clone a Tyrannosaurus Rex to put in his name. Did he not see the goddamn bug? <laughs> the Australian <laughs> guy is the hunter. Clever girl. <laughs> yes. The Australian guy is one of the first guys to get wiped out in the movie. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, that's and, my. If addition. that doesn't work out, he's going to start funding MMOs left and right. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Jesus, that is amazing. No, I, how did, did you hear about that? Just a while on vacation. It is on Tumblr. It is oh on my Tumblr. god. Um. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, the next X Men movie will be a sequel to First Class called Days of Future Past. Yeah. Which is weird, because isn't Days of Future Past about, uh, uh, isn't that the cover with Kitty Pride and Wolverine? Yeah. Isn't that what that's from? Yeah, the X-Men that kinda... barely appear in first class. I think I just threw up a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, so what, it's, that's the one where the X-Men get flung like 20 years into the future, and it's a uh, version of the future where at, like the all the mutants are being hunted down. Is that where the Sentinels first show up? It may be. Yeah. 
Not that I've read that many X-Men comics, yeah, but I, I know, I know like, I, from what I've gleaned of the mythology of X-Men from other sources. Well, that's a great idea, because that comic came out in the 80s. Assuming this is a mm-hmm. sequel that still takes place in, in the 60s, they mm-hmm. jumped for 20, 20 years in the future. It's, like, mid-80s, so you can yeah. do great, like, characters in the mid-80s, like, yeah. mutant concentration camps and shit like that. Yeah. Some Revenge of the Jedi marquees. Turns, suddenly turns into Bioshock. <laughs> that's right, Bill. Um, but that could be cool. And, like, uh, First Class was was cool movie. It was a competent movie. Yeah, it, was it wasn't the greatest film it by itself, time. but as a superhero movie. It's one of those movies that's just like Amazing Spider-Man or Prometheus, where you just sit down and have a good time, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. If you turn on your brain too much, you're not going to have a good Turns time. out the end is, um, what is it, Mr. Tumnus? He gets impregnated. <laughs> and then he rips off Michael Fassbender's head, and they have to go search for the X-Men's homeworld at the very end of the movie. It that all joke would have been holes. better. If you had called Michael Fassbender by some other movies, if you had called him Shame, or like, you know, even Glorious, Glorious Bastards. Bastards. What, so. else, what other movies has he been in? I don't even know any of the other Michael Fassbender movies enough to you even make him that Haywire. show. You called Haywire. Was he in Haywire? Yeah. He was the one that, um, he and Gina Carano had that fight in the hotel room. He's the assassin that's gonna kill her. All I remember is that fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up in that. Yes. We're having I like the way upstairs. you said that, by the way. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. <laughs> well, I got confused because we were talking about Qui-Gon Jinn showing up in Batman last week. Right. Spoiler for Batman. <laughs> uh, Javier Bardem. Won't be uh, Bardem. Just keep on going, Bill. Fucking monkey-faced guy. Uh-huh. I like him. Bitch-faced guy? Yeah, bitch-faced. <laughs> He's got the opposite of bitch-faced. He doesn't care about it. He's totally like, I don't care face, man. Uh, Javier Bardem will, won't be playing Roland in Ron Howard's uh, doomed Dark, Ho- Dark Tower movie slash TV project. Thank God. Maybe this project will die now. You don't care about Dark Tower. You've never read Stephen King or anything like that. I know that you care so much, Bill. Javier Bardem would have been a terrible Roland. It's supposed to be like Clint Eastwood, Bill, essentially, in his prime. Who would you cast as Roland? Supposedly, we're going to get Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's too fat now. He's, he could be the he right is. age, but he got chubby. He got chubby. He got chubbo. Yeah. And Roland's supposed to be this super tall, stick-thin, gaunt, like almost cancerous, kind of like... So you want Daniel Day-Lewis to play Roland. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, that would not be the worst. There you go, Bill. Yeah. I just cast the book Or Patrick Stewart. Or Patrick Stewart. Well, you know. And finally, uh, the Doctor Who Season 7 trailer came out this week. Did you see that? No. It is the most Doctor Who thing ever where it's, guess what? There's crazy explosions. There's witty things. Looks like some people are dead. It, I saw someone tweeting about how there's it goes to the planet of the Daleks. Yeah. There's like shitload of Daleks in this trailer. Crazy. Well, we've never seen the, the Matt Smith uh, probably square off against the Daleks. Now we'll get to see him square off against all the Daleks, it looks like. How is that? Does, hasn't he struggled to defeat single Daleks? Yeah. Is he going to do, do the thing where he shows up and he goes, you know who I am? I'm the doctor, so you better step off. That only happened six times <laughs> in the last two seasons. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, River Song shows up once. She's got a jaunty hat. People are already hoping that uh, the doctor takes revenge by ripping off her hat and shooting her fucking <laughs> hat. Um, oh, and the nerds. trailer ends with uh, the doctor... All the Daleks are blown up, and a trailer ends with uh, the, the Doctor very sad, all bruised up in the face, carrying River, uh, Amy Pond's body. Amy Pond? Their, yeah, Amy Pond's Aww. body. I wish they just let them be retired. I thought they were Earth. gone at the end of the last fucking series. Uh, the last series ends with him going like, bye guys, I'll see you later, and then, I don't know, I'm gone, I'm gonna go travel by myself now. I thought there was yeah. a point halfway through last season, even before yeah. that happened, where it seemed like they were gonna gone. This show is too short. To have these many false 
you know, yeah, false Yeah, because there's only, what, like, like half a dozen episodes every yeah. season or whatever. You can't be, like... That's weird. Yeah. Okay, here are two points that are not on your Geek Week interview, but I was very excited about. As I was feverishly catching up with pop culture after my vacation, um, I forgot this. Brian Fuller of Wonderful and Pushing Games Game. He's got three shows coming out now. Okay, so I looked it up. Mockingbird Lane, which is his his Munsters thing, it was credited on IMDb as being a TV movie. Oh, really? Not a TV show. I wonder if they're just going to turn the pilot into a two-hour thing and that's it. I wonder. Anyway, so yeah, he's working on Mockingbird Lane, which is his Munsters show. (laughs) <laughs> it's Master Chef. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, he's also working on Hannibal, yeah. which is like about um, uh, Lecter as like uh, when he was working with the police. Before and that's going to be was. Cowboy Curtis starring in that now. I think well, here's knows. the thing. I just I just found out. I only care because um, one of my favorite actresses, Carolyn Deverno. Oh yeah. Who was on Wonderful? She got some Jay buttocks. Tyler. She does not have a buttocks. Actually, she has no butt. What does she have? Really cute eyes and a smile that actually breaks my heart. Aww. When she smiles, it makes me stupid. I, she was in a terrible show last year, the year before, called Off the Map. It was so bad. It was her and Meryl Streep's daughter. And it was so, As Meryl Streep's daughter? Or well, just, no, no, no. Another girl who is Meryl Streep's daughter. Was that what was she actually was really good as? and shows up on The Good Wife as, an, as a lawyer. as a great character. But it was the worst show. And I actually watched four episodes of that drivel before finally I couldn't watch it. I've watched the worst movies to see Carolyn Duvernaw. I watched The Terrible Passchendaele, which is the Canadian World War One movie starring Due South. It's hilarious. I could... watched... Um, uh, I watched this movie called... Did uh, you mention Wonderfalls yet, though? I did. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's, she was that's, the, she played Jay Tyler in Wonderfalls. That's yeah. what I started, which was by Brian she was Fuller. really cute. So that, he announced though. that they were sure she had monster voice. She's gonna be the female lead on this. I'm Wonderfalls. Lauren, stop talking to me. Keep on no, she's joking. super hot. And she sounds like Batman. She, she, she sounds like Bane. Like Bane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about that. Oh, and they announced the the voice. Kind of like Isn't she like forty now? Though she's, she's got like she's got 30, great temples and 30. stuff. Yes, Bill. She's eighty-seven years old. Now she's got some towels. She's like staying home drinking cokes. Right, anyway, and the other thing is they announced the cast for the voice cast for um, Dishonored today. And uh <gasps> Bill, <fuck> you. <laughs> that no, was Dishonored. Dishonored is the game that's coming out. For, it's the only game that's coming out this fall. You should learn about oh, yeah, it. I know exactly. Seriously. Yeah. Dishonored is from the dudes who did the Batman games. Um, but it's a not it's their own original IP. Bethesda's publishing it. Oh, okay. It's kind of a Well the Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Yeah. Oh well, a, well, brief note before I forget, Paul Dini is not coming back to do any more Batman games, which I'm bummed. Yeah. I forgot that he was uh if not the main writer, one of the writers on yeah, those games, which is was. why they were so great. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um uh well the next Batman game is gonna be about the Silver Age Batman, which is weird. Which that he would be yeah. Paul Dini would be right for that. Yeah. I mean that's what I mean that's what Batman That's what Frank Miller was. Here we go, Bill. Ugh. Anyway, um, Frank Miller should direct that, and he doesn't know anything about technology, so he's like, make Batman kill everybody. So Dishonored looks like if Bioshock and Thief had a baby, it'd be Dishonored. It's about stealth kills, but it's all about, you know, you, you can do it however you want. It's kind of like a, if you took uh, um, uh, human, what's the fuck, Deus, Deus Ex and Thief this the and Steampunk yeah, trailer It's a kind of steampunky looking thing. From like, that got announced at like, maybe the VGAs yeah. last. And then like, the art director is the dude who did City thir- District 13, City 13 or whatever from Half-Life that everybody Oh, okay. Over. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And the art direction looks pretty great. Well, they announced huh. the voice cast and it's going to have Carrie Fisher. What? Brad Butch. Oh, everyone's croaky. taking the joke. Rah, rah. I made the joke that of all the Star Wars, you know, usually when you hear a Star Wars person in a game, it's Mark Hamill, not Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher got to get some of those Tostitos. That's right, exactly. Brad Dourif is doing a voice. Who's Brad Dourif? He played a worm tongue in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that guy, yeah. Deadwood and all yeah. that stuff. 
And uh, I can't remember who oh, else. I forgot his character was dead. Like dead this one. whole cast of stars, but Susan Sarandon is doing a voice on this game. Susan Sarandon. Her first ever video game voice. She's gonna be feeling like Grandpa Apples or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, her name is like Grand Grandma. I think she get the rest Mima. of the cast of Little Women so they can do a little reunion. Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah. You, Billy, you're gonna be able to play a video game with Susan Sarandon. She she's gonna leave. Oh, everyone. Lena Hetty. Lena Hetty is gonna be doing a voice in it. It's just a weird thing. What is with this thing where you announce the voices for a game, like, or movie, like, before, like, two months before it comes out? So they announced all this about Dishonored. It's coming out in a couple months. They oh, announced it's actually a whole coming bunch out this of, fall. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's the only game that's not Assassin's Creed 3 coming out this fall. Oh. Um, uh, they announced a bunch of other cast members of Wreck-It Ralph, like, two weeks ago. The movie? Yeah. And I'm like, it's coming out in a week. How can there be newly announced cast members of Who this Who are the movie? cast members? Anyone we care no, about? No, I can't remember. There were a bunch of people that I cared about. But I was like, how can you... How is that possible? Aww. Like, seriously. Uh, By the way, I'm excited about Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Phil Ralph Theobald, the guy who interviewed fuck. me for Nintendo Power. He's also the host of the beautiful uh, Player One podcast. He spent uh, an afternoon at Disney headquarters last week where he got to see half an hour of Wreck-It Ralph. And he said it was really awesome, actually. I'm pumped And he's a super it. huge video game nerd and, like, a Pixar animation nerd. Yeah. So he's not fucking around. So if he digs it, that sounds like it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, ha- Desire for Hand-Drawn Animation, the um, short that's before Wreck-It Ralph should be really good. It's called, like, Peep... I want to call oh, it... Oh, that's what... Because I was talking to... I was telling Dylan about that, how uh, that uh, Art of Animation blog I mm-hmm. uh, uh, found today, the Tumblr... Actually has a whole bunch of uh, fucking character sheets and shit yeah. for that. And I've been seeing uh, like other making of Paperman. Yeah, I've seen more about the making of Paperman than there's actually like Wreck-It probably Ralph. longer than Paperman itself. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's supposed to be like uh, kind of like a mid uh, mid twentieth century, like fifties, sixties, yeah. black and white hand drawn. But it's with three D too. It's oh, like three D backgrounds and environments with two D. Yeah, it's about what so, some guy courting some chick with like paper airplanes or some shit like that. Yeah, they work in an office. It looks beautiful. For, it's for all white the people. stills look beautiful. But yeah, no. Oh, Cleo, I didn't realize that I think was Cleo Wreck-It works Ralph. on that. Oh really? Yeah, but I mean, I'm really excited about Wreck-It Ralph. It looks really cute. It's got it's got uh, Jack Ryan. It's got it's got Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch just makes me laugh. And that Jane Lynch is like a character from a Gears of War type game. Yeah, it's just so, well, so beautiful voice? thing. Sarah Silverman. Well, um, she, John she, C. Well, Riley. Those are like the three. I don't know if they announced like I can't remember who, but they announced a whole bunch. They of They should other... get like video game voice actors. They should get like well, David they are. Hare. They they have a lot of like if you the, the trailer that they released it's all the video it's like the hero yeah, like, like the villain support stuff. crew yeah. they, but they got the actual people who voiced all these characters it's totally gonna be the gamers um uh, who frame Roger Rabbit it's gonna be great no Mario though I think actually, Nintendo was oh, yeah. not about well they have Bowser but so, yeah I, I can't imagine I, can't imagine I wonder if they're bullshitting Mario. that because Mario that's who you want to get Mario and Pac Man are probably the two people you really want to well Pac Man's in it. Is he? Yeah. Oh, we got the Pac-Man Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But that's not, you know, there's a difference between Pac-Man and, and the Ghost. And the Ghost. And Do you Bowser know the ghost Mario. names, Bill? Blinky, Stinky. <laughs> and Good vibration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they keep on calling all the local hardware stores. Help! I'm a ghost! I want to... Well, A, I want to fortify my, my, my sex dungeon so Pac-Man can't get in. But if I have to stay in my sex dungeon, do you have chains and whips? Like chains? But I don't have arms. I just like to be strangled when I'm fucked. Because my whole bottom no. technically is like a vaginal Bill, orifice. Bill, Bill, Bill. P.S. Bill, no, no, P.S. Yeah, so Bill, when the Bill, penis is wired Bill, to my entire Bill, body, because I'm kind of just shit, like I have to Bill, 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 Bill. That's Bill, actually Bill, 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 baby, darling, sweetheart, honey. Can I get you? Child. A sex toy. Precious. That just looks like one of the ghost monsters. Darling bear. 
When you orgasm, it turns blue. It's like you got your power Didims. Didims. Didims, baby, please. Okay, I'll shut up. We're done. Everybody, this is the Boy Having Podcast. I'm going to take a minute to apologize if any of y'all were trying to visit the website last week and it was down. Weird shit was happening on the website. Annie's last Friday night was spent in a hotel room trying to relax until Bill's like, oh, why did not internet work? Why no website, Bill? Help me. God bless my wife. So I spent three hours hitting my head against WordPress and my web server and Yeah, I'm waiting to upload last week's uh, crummy Star Trek podcast, which is crummy. There was shit going on all week. I did not listen to it because it was about Star Trek. (laughs) There was a part where, like, I started crying because I, like... I had a flashback to when I was molested anyway, watching Star Trek. Anyway, it got, it, it I got dark. the subject of talking about Blinky's vaginal <laughs> hole again. I was okay, saying, she's so, blonde. Anyway, anyway so, so um, the, uh, uh, yeah, the website was wonky, and I was just having the hell of a time. Well, it was only it was down for so a couple hours, technically, yeah. Well, our, our server wasn't connecting to, um, it's really not interesting. I was having a hell of a time. My wife, God bless her, she was like, you look stressed. You need to make out. She made out with me. And then you fixed and it? And then I fixed it. So it was my wife's special kisses that fixed our website. But I apologize any of y'all who had trouble last week. No, but the lesson here is Annie fixed the, the website, what, using an iPad? Well, in a hotel room no, on I vacation. No, had, I had, we brought our iPad. Oh, you brought the proper computer. Yeah, we, oh, you brought we the bought, iMac? Excuse me, we brought uh, the MacBook Air. Oh, okay. Oh, so. you have an Air now. That's right, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. So, yeah, anyway. Um, anyway, that's cool, yeah. Annie, you're a superhero. Sorry, friends, if y'all were trying to access the website and could not. There, I, I, there was a moment where I was like, no one listens to our shitty podcast. I can walk away from this, and it's not a big deal. And then someone tweeted, and I was like, I can let it be 24 hours. Because I was going to go to the dinner where my sister yeah. and well, I was sending you emails saying asking about, but then if I found it was even I was like, Annie, don't worry, we won't worry about this until you get back. And I was like, it was Star Trek podcast. It wasn't going to be super timely. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's twenty four hours. Who cares? Yeah. And literally, as I was giving up, I posted a despairing tweet, and someone, one of y'all, dear listeners, tweeted like, "But I'm cleaning my house, and I was going to listen." Oh, to my I saw Annie. that. Yeah, and y'all, you melted my little heart, and I spent two more hours. And you got it up, and I wanted to, like, I, I, I uploaded it, the podcast at two a.m. I proved that I could work in any given IT department because. I am a good Googler. Yeah. That's Aww. all IT is. IT is just no one had a Google. So anyway, I tried eight different things, broke the website, fixed my breaking, <laughs> broke it a different way. Fixed oh, that breaking. I said, I know you don't care about Nintendo stuff, but I did send a, a letter off to their PR department asking like, well, could we get so free Bill, stuff for review? Bill emails me and he goes, how many listeners do we get? Where's our listener stats? I'm like, you mean the most listens we've ever gotten on any podcast was I was honest with them. I told them that. On average, we are 130 They, they at least did not say, fuck no, get the hell out of there. They said, we will forward your information to the proper parties. <laughs> oh, God bless. Well, it'd be nice to get some review stuff. I mean, we talk about video games and stuff like that. And not to say just for free stuff, but we do talk about games and stuff like that. Well, like, if we had more listeners, we could probably justify it. Actually, we could get into E3 code. probably. Yeah, that's true. Technically, well, especially we've well. been recording for a better part of a year. This is not a fly-by-night operation. It is, however, the shitty rambling operation. <laughs> so I'm going to get back to our closing statements, which we were circling around. Friends, you've listened to the Boy Howdy podcast. We are at Boy Howdy podcast on the Twitters. Um, you can yell us howdy at boyhowdypodcast.com. I apologize. Our email was down during that time, and I don't know. I noticed at least one person used our contact form to ch- chastise Bill on using engine sounds. In the I got of so Star many Trek kudos episode. for putting the engine sounds in the last episode. <laughs> like... 
that's what encouraged me to do it again a second time. <laughs> Although this time I did actually put like warp rumbling sound. Uh, not maybe just that's like, what it was. Yeah, there was yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. um I apologize if any of y'all sent us any notes that were missed. Um there was some weird shit going on. But anyway, hopefully everything is, is up on board. You if you use our contact form on our website, we will see it in a roundabout way. We just might not see it in a promptly yeah. promptly matter. Timely matter. Anyway, thank you so much to burp. This is the worst closing ever. <laughs> Guys, I love you. And Thanks I'm not even helping. I'm just up there giggling and watching you. Phil's just watching me have uh, French fry burps. Friends, hi. Thanks for listening. I we're, love you. We're going to kill ourselves now. <laughs> Bye, everybody.